Welcome, everybody, to episode number six of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Tonight we have a returning guest, Chris Henry. Welcome, Chris. Hi, thank you for having me back. I'm surprised after the last <laughs> podcast you just didn't ban me for life. No, of course not. We would never do that. We <laughs> believe in second chances. <laughs> we, we actually we actually voted uh, three to one to lift your ban. <laughs> oh, uh, so you have to guess who, who who voted to keep the ban on? <laughs> well, after after my commentary about the bills and uh, take, applying to take Eric's <laughs> position, I'm going to go with Will. <laughs> there you go. Will took offense to it. Yep. No, so, it was me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, is you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I never mind. <laughs> it was a secret ballot, so we, none of us had to out each other. It was actually other. three to one the other way. They just kind of confused. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> Chris, you better leave. Uh, no, I'm no, just that's kidding. okay. I'll just sit in the corner. We're actually going to be talking today about Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, um, this was at Corey's request for his birthday, which is coming up on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about that game. I actually think we should regularly maybe talk about older games maybe every other month have a game that we all play okay i like that kind of like a nostalgia cast yeah exactly that's a little bit like cool. that um so yeah we're gonna be talking about final fantasy 6 it's mine and Corey's favorite game of all time or maybe my favorite game of all time i don't know we'll we'll see could could have been bumped well but. from the sounds when i listen to other episodes of the podcast that it seems to change depending on mood yeah, for most people, but it's never changed for me. Yeah, it's always number one for me, but that's it's mainly because of nostalgia. So before we get into that, we got our nibble bits. So uh, Eric, why don't you go first? Okay, I've got a few here. Uh, my first one. This is from G4's website. Um, is the PS4 code named Orbis? I didn't care that much about that part of it, but they revealed a couple other things. It's this is obviously all rumors, but mm-hmm. um, there will be no backward compatibility with the PS3. Um, also, it's going to have some kind of block to used games on it. I think which, that's the route things are going to be yeah. going. Where do they get off? I don't know. That, the The yeah. other thing was um, it had some of the capabilities of it on here. Where is it? I actually like the name, play, like if they called it PlayStation Orbis as opposed to PlayStation 4. Yeah. That's a cool name, yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. Um, it's going to have a resolution of 4096 by 2160. And it says most households don't have HDTVs that are capable of displaying Oh, it. is that the super widescreen resolution? Is it? Maybe. I don't think so. It's more square than that. What was it? So not only do you, do you can't no, play not, your old games, square. but you have to you can't get... can't play all, your new games either. <laughs> or your new games, but you, you can't... Well, that... Yeah, exactly. You have to get all this technology to kind of... Yeah. Well, I mean, you could play it. It just wouldn't be up to full capability. It says it'll be powerful enough to play 3D games in 1080p. I don't care about 3D games. I don't either. 4096 by 2160. Yeah. That's 2 to 1, right? Yeah, pretty much. Which the wow. current current TVs are 16 by 9 for HD, so it's it's almost it's a little bit wider screen. Yeah. But I don't I don't th- I think the ultra wide screens are 21 by 9. So the 2 to 1 would be about It'd be 18 to 9. Sure. But anyway, yeah. moving on. <laughs> yeah, so that was my first one. Um, let's see. I thought this was funny, based on our past episodes. Um, Bioware fans continue Mass Effect 3 protests with cupcakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they raised $1,000 to send 400 cupcakes with a message asking <laughs> for the developers to add more sweetness to the ending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, ha- I haven't heard the... I haven't heard it yet. I've, I'm still only about 
Oh, no, we're not going to give anything away. No, because no, we don't want to do any spoilers for people who haven't finished it yet. Right. I mean, I could sit here on the mic and go, la, 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 la. No. Okay. No, we're good. No, because we don't want to spoil it for Eric either. No. Even though he was there for most of our spoiler episode. I told Daniel yeah. that I picked up on that, and it wasn't... It was two very minor things. Yeah. <laughs> well done. So that's good. Yeah, no. That's tuned out. Nice. You know? All right. Next one. FBI is using Unreal Engine 3 for crime scene simulation. This was cool. Uh, I thought about using this for my news article, but I decided I found something better. Um, yeah, basically they're just like training using the Unreal Engine as for, a crime scene thing. Yeah, mm. which I thought was pretty sweet. Yeah, which is what Gears of War right. uses. Right, and Mass Effect Three, three right? Does it? That's what it says here. Cool. So I'm going to take its word for Does it. Does this have anything to do with CSI? No, it's <laughs> it's legitimate. No, yes, scene this is legitimate. Oh, like, uh, well, so is that, right? No, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Guys, isn't that? Like right on, yeah, Grissom. Isn't that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what's the one? Uh, Horatio Kane, just the yeah. worst actor ever. Isn't there? Is there like three different CSIs? Yeah, but there's the one in Miami with the redheaded guy who's the worst actor. Oh ever. right, yeah. I know, I know you I mean. Know, yeah. yeah, well, it's terrible. Comes with the hair. <laughs> it's true. They're not very good at many no. things. Lindsay Lohan, Come as on. we know, well, she's yeah. not good at anything either, Dan. She's good Except at being a filthy flopping slug. her boobs around. <laughs> Uh, drugged out but slot. I still kind of you know you think back to when she was in Herbie fully oh, loaded oh Chris don't get me wrong <laughs> when she was fiery <laughs> that's hilarious I was listening to it was on sports talk the other day and this guy was talking about how he thought Lindsay Lohan was attractive and he kept naming off all these movies and all the other guys were like she was like 12 in that movie though <laughs> parent trap and that's if, that's yeah. why I went with fully loaded because I think she was eighteen. Over. I don't I don't think so because that's one of the ones he brought up. Uh, and finally he was like, "All right, well, whatever she was eighteen in, <laughs> she looked pretty good." Yeah, Mean Girls. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he said, he goes Mean Girls, Lindsay Lohan. I'm like she she still wasn't eighteen. Um, Thanks for ruining my life. <laughs> next Xbox Live has three new apps: um, HBO app, HBO Go, um, Xfinity, and MLB TV. Um, all apps are free, but you have to pay the subscription for all of them. Mm-hmm. You have to have uh, you have to be a full HBO subscriber to use HBO Go, which sucks because I was looking forward to that, but whatever. Because I want to watch Game of Thrones based yeah. on Corey's recommendation. Yeah. Yeah, mm. Whatever. Good show. And my last one. Um, just a funny little quote here. Assassin's Creed 3. Uh, apparently there was somebody said something about them making a female hero in it. And one of the developers had a quote saying, the American Revolution is the history of men. Having a female assassin among men would feel kind of wrong. Yeah, I think it would too. Oh, wow. Especially, <laughs> well, they're trying to go for historical accuracy. Yeah, he, he brought up like how you're walking in crowds, and if you were just like this one girl walking around with only men, yeah. it would be weird. Yeah, you'd stand out. I, I don't know about that, though, because there's, uh, I mean, I read a lot of Revolutionary War histories, and... There are so many women spies. That, as well, they, spies they, and, they aided and, the war effort, but as an assassin. But they were. That's the thing is they they were always viewed as having no real impact on society, mm-hmm. so no one really suspected them. But when in all actuality, they it was were a really little, good at subterfuge. Yeah, I was and, gonna say it was a little. More, it wasn't as they weren't front and center necessarily. They were working behind the scenes. And who? who and that's kind of what the whole point of Assassin's Creed is, isn't it? To kind of be the yeah. A little bit. I don't know. I, well, I mean, you're. What's the name of the guy? Which one? Alta, the, the, Alta guy, the guy who goes into the 
his ancestors. Oh, starts with Desmond. 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 Yeah, you're Desmond's ancestors. You know? <laughs> right. I mean, they could just explain it away by saying, well, he didn't have a female ancestor then. And everybody would be like, oh, all right. No. <laughs> the they went the sexist route yeah. instead. <laughs> Classic. Bunch of jerks. So, yeah, that's, that's my nibble bits. Okay. I'm going to go next, actually. Um, as of April 2nd, GameStop will no longer accept GameCube trade-ins, which I thought they had been probably doing for a while. And if they did take it, it was they probably gave you 5 bucks for it, which I think a GameCube is worth more than $5. Oh, yeah, definitely. But now you can't even – you probably couldn't even pay them to take your GameCube off your hands. I so. mean, don't get me wrong. My Wii's collecting dust right now, but can't you play GameCube games on Wii? Yep. I think so, yeah. 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 So, yeah. I, I mean, who cares? I mean, I, I thought they had been doing this for a while, but I guess not. Yeah, no more no more GameCubes at GameStop. You shouldn't be in GameStop anyway. No, I agree. I haven't... Well, I've gotten... What did I get there? Kingdoms. But I, have, I had a gift card, so that's the mm. only reason. Same here. Uh, the next Mass Effect 3 patch will address the face importation issue. So I know Corey... I know that affected Corey and one of our listeners, Travis. Chris, it affected you a little bit, too. Yeah, but thankfully I... Altered my character in a way that I got his face kind of right. Yeah. But then the hair was off. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I'll just give it a little more slobbing hair look. Make it. But then it came right into the storyline along the story. So it was like, ah. Oh, yeah. Know, I mean, if you can explain it away with a role playing. We talked about this. If yeah. you can explain it away with a, a role, role playing. Yeah. You know. I must have changed my, my female shepherd's. Like hair or something between yeah. one and two. I wonder if. The, even if because you, like, I changed the armor or something. Maybe as little as that. I don't know because I didn't. I didn't have a problem with it. Like yeah. it, she looks different, but not. That's it, my. It did. It she did import. So must yeah. be nice. That's my role playing of you, though, Dan. What's that? Want to change your hair in between Probably. games? And I'm not. I might have made it like more red or something. I don't know. Yeah. Because I was. Play, That's what I, I mean. was make a redheaded. Got my hair dyed. Shepherd. <laughs> Got female streaks. shepherd. Got some streaks. Okay, my last one. Gog.com and Steam. Uh, started taking pre-orders for The Legend of Grimrock, an old-school dungeon crawler to be released on April 11th. Uh, looks pretty sweet. That's an old grid-style dungeon crawler game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looks pretty sweet. I was watching videos for it earlier. I'm not familiar. Really good graphics. How old? What do you mean? You said it was an old... Oh, it's, it's an old-school, old-style. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It's brand, like brand a, new game. Yeah. Gotcha. But it looks really good. It looks interesting. So I'm, I think it's only like... 12 bucks maybe Yay. it's an indie game so but it looks interesting i'll be at least taking a look at it. maybe maybe getting a demo but all right wait uh, when did you say it comes out april 11th oh, all right all right Corey, go ahead uh i actually only have one after um well i, I did want to say that uh, assassin's creed 3 is coming out on the wii u mm-hmm. and um ign actually outlined some of the the control aspects with that mm-hmm. um and to me it just seems like a waste but i will bite my tongue till it actually comes out but the one i wanted to talk how dare you criticize me for buying a wii u did you pre-order wii u no but i might <laughs> same here dan only because we have a gaming podcast and we have to talk about the new system right, that's we true. have to that's true that's a good point and you're a completist yeah i like to have everything i don't have a ps3 though but who cares about that yeah uh, the only other one I had that wasn't spoken of already is Audio Surf Air is coming this summer to PC. And have any of you guys played Audio Surf? No. Oh, I, I played it with you. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. it on my Zoom. 
it's a pretty sweet game. You, it's it's like, it's it's a it's a track game, and you choose any song you want, and it converts the song into a track, and you play that track mm-hmm. with the, the music that you oh, want to listen to. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah so it's it a lot is of fun. on the Zune HD. It's the only app I ever got for it. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's a new one coming out this summer, which I'm pretty pumped about. Cool. Nice. Is it a little more graphically? Yeah, I mean, I, I can just see a screenshot of it right now, but it looks better than the other one, which was pretty oh, simple. Wow. Yeah. But still, it was fun. Yeah. Huh, okay, cool. All right, well, what do you got for us? Uh, I have four things, actually. Angry Birds Space had 10 million downloads in three days, uh-huh. which I was one of them. So was yeah. I. So was I. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wii U specs are so far reported to be on par with the Xbox 360 and PS3, according to Darksiders developer Marvin Donald. So it's automatically going to be behind when the new systems <laughs> come out? First thing I thought. Didn't they learn anything? Must be not. But, I mean, I guess it's still in development, so, I mean, they might be able to push it a little bit more past that. But not really. Isn't still, it supposed to come out soon? I said that, you In guys. the fall. I said that. What? What? That when it comes out, it will just be... On par with the systems that are already oh, yeah, out, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. a year later, the new ones will come out, and it'll be irrelevant. Yeah, why did they? Why did they do that? Like Eric said, well, they sold a ton of systems because they think with with the controller that they have, they'll be able to have the and same success that the we have. Unfortunately, they're probably right. Yeah, yeah. People are going to go for the novelty. I don't think again. so at all because it's 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 more of a gimmick this go around. Like with the Wii, it was just like. They they played off the remote control for a TV. Yeah, everybody could use that. And yeah. Everybody knows what that is. But yeah. with this, it's like it's more complicated. Yeah, it's almost like an iPad that you can see through. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and maybe 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 you're right. Maybe the iPad that's enough to sell people. Like, oh, this is kind of like an iPad, but with it's integrated into video games. But I don't see it that way. Why don't no, they just I use agree. like a like a, a headset and then like have something gloves on your hands to make it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't get it. This go around, I don't. Yeah, and you know, maybe once, maybe once again, are you criticizing me? No, yes, I, no, Dan, I, I think he is. I think somebody needs to buy it. You're right. I'm just kidding. We do like, need. To, and, and as at somebody, least one of us has to get. As one, one of our listeners pointed out, you know, never underestimate the power of first party titles, which is true, especially with Nintendo. Absolutely with Nintendo, um, but still, like, I, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. Right now, yeah, I don't want to get one, but. I'm sure when the time comes, I'll want to get one. Yeah, when you see screens from the new Mario game and the new Zelda game. Well, just like we all got a Wii. Yeah. But, like, where's your guys' Wii? Actually, Somebody's house I sold it to? Yeah. Actually, I've been playing my Final Fantasy VI on my, on my Wii Wii. Oh, you yeah. have? Yeah. Oh, nice. but, but how sustainable is that model? Because I think there's a... I'm not sure about Will's generation and how attached they are to, say, the Marios and, and the Zeldas. Like, say, our generation and older. Yeah. Um, are the ones that? Yeah, I figure out that there's a point of no return with that. Like that can only draw. Yeah, because because no, I agree. Because we grew. That's what we grew up with was right. Mario and Zelda games. I think they can and get through one more generation of maybe yeah, probably. and, and kid, yeah, game kids these days have everything now. So right, I mean they grew up. The kids these days are growing up with Call of Duty. I was just gonna say how unfortunate. Which is my, it sucks, but I mean it happened with every every form of entertainment. I mean look at the 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 uh, the wagon the wagon wheel iron and the stick pushing it down the street. There was a point of no return for that too. There was yeah, like, ah, that stopped about? being fun. That stopped being fun. <laughs> I never tried it. Have, when was the last time you saw anybody play kick the can? You know, it's the same thing. Mm. Not really. It's been a while since I was twelve. Well, Chris, yeah. you ever been to downtown Binghamton? Well, I have been Tonkanic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, why don't you go ahead? Uh, the next one I have is rumors are floating around that Prey 2 is going to be canceled at development. Um, I think it was a Dutch website 
uh, got a new contact from somebody who worked there and said that so far, like, there's no work going on with it. I know nothing about Prey 2, but I heard it, they're really trying to push the boundaries of the game mechanic and everything like that. People like Prey 1. Yeah. The first Prey. I, I looked up. I want to look it up and yeah, check it out. Up, yeah. I don't like seeing games get canceled. No, me neither. And my last one is Robert Bulling resigned as creative strategist of Call of Duty as a lead of Infinity Ward and as an employee of Activision. He was one of the community managers when uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out. I remember being the community mm. manager and always... What does he do? What's that job? Community manager? Community ma- like, he probably run the social networking stuff. and Forums. 402 yeah. is his Twitter. Like He was big in the community getting uh, ideas from everybody. Uh. Game still sucked, okay. but yeah, he clearly didn't use any of the ideas because they didn't change a damn thing. <laughs> That's <laughs> just, maybe they used all the ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're trying to insult the intelligence of the Call of Duty, like half of this world. <laughs> There's not a, not a lot of innovation coming from the Call of Duty crowd. Coming, no, from, coming they're all from, thirteen com- years old, coming from the brains of the Call of Duty players. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. It, it, <laughs> I mean, I don't know because I don't follow it at all. But I don't either. I mean, there's a lot of criticism lobbied at it, but is anything constructive that comes out of that? Did anybody say, "Hey, this is what you should do"? I mean, I'm sure some people did, but yeah. can anybody think of any specific examples of? Well, I didn't. I'm not. I, I just don't play it because I'm not into that sort of game. But Eric and Will, I think, are something can offer valid criticisms. I that mean, constructive. All the valid criticisms people have get lost with all the stupid. Yeah. Not smart. Right. I don't know. And just throwing an insult won't get anything changed yeah. to be yeah. somewhat intelligent. And that just gets lost in the hundreds and hundreds of... Sure. I don't play it because I don't want to be baited all day. <laughs> baiting me and baiting You don't want to choke your neighbor, neighbor. child? <laughs> yeah, I've got... <laughs> neighborhood kid. I got I got young young kids that live next door. Or have so. a relationship with them eventually. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Where were those Where were those women when I was growing up? Really? So that's <laughs> what we said. Yeah. <laughs> they were there. God. We uh, did, we just didn't know where to look. I, I forget how I look. Back so. then, you had to be a pool boy <laughs> to get that treatment. Oh yeah, wear a speedo. Nowadays, you can just play some video games. Yep, just Kid, kids, have a really great character designer. Kids something. these days have it so easy. Oh god, I feel like we had to work for things back in the day. It's Twitter and Facebook, man. True. Yeah. Okay, so how was everybody's week? Chris, why don't you get us started as our guest? Well, that's that's why very good host of you. Um. You know. I uh, I had a it's it's been a pretty decent week. I had a quite the adventure coming up here to do record the podcast. Please explain. Well, I mean, it, I shouldn't say too much of an adventure, but there where I live, there's a whole Marcella Shale natural gas stuffs going on, and it's really changed the dynamic of the road travel. Before it happened, it would take me fifty minutes to get from my door to say Endwell in general, like yeah, wherever, and. Because now, you could just fly on the back roads. Oh, yeah. I would go 60, 70 miles an hour, and I knew every turn and yep. every little undulation. Now mm-hmm. the road gets so beat up, and there's so many different people traveling it. And this time I got behind a, a hazardous like materials vehicle. Uh, it had like propane that could explode and all oh, that yeah. stuff. And so they were going like 10 miles per hour on the speed. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm trying to get up. I'm, I'm supposed to meet Corey for wings and beer at Bobby's place. And... Uh, and then, then after that, it's like, okay, hurdle one. Well, hurdle one was actually, I, I got locked out of my house mm. um, <laughs> by one of my roommates. Did you break a window? No, uh, one of my other roommates broke into the house. And uh, when I say roommates, as in my 
my parents. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just gonna. I was singing myself. When this, Chris was living with his folks. <laughs> my roommates. Come on, Eric. And uh, so that was hurdle one. Got locked out of my place. My 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 pop got broken. Uh, and he's not a cat burglar, so that says a lot about my house. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then so then the hurdle two was that that hazardous material cu- truck. And then hurdle three was uh, the the road was blocked up uh, uh, six ninety two mm-hmm. uh, by a fire truck. And they're like, whoa, wait, I don't even know what was going on. I don't know. Well, if you go down there about a quarter mile, turn left, turn left again, turn left. It's like, dude, this is an NASCAR. I'm not turning left a lot. But sure enough, I was I was riding on this basically what Corey I think accurately put it a a four wheeler path, and cars are coming at me. So I'm like in the ditch, and I'm like I'm getting stuck. Uh, but I finally made it through, and there's trees hitting both sides of my car at some points, and finally get back on 692, and I get, I was just, I was drained mm. when I got back. I was, and I was, I was ornery to begin with, I think, but, ugh. Do you ever think it's like the Truman Show, where they were just, they were just trying to guide you down that path? They were laughing yeah. at you. They're like, oh, we need to give Chris some really great material for the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> and because of that story, some radio show is going to pick you up. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, so if you if you like my my story about my <laughs> trials and tribulations against the Thumbs of Catholics, please post it on their Twitter and Facebook, mm-hmm. and or their web page. That too. But yeah, my other than that, my week's been good. Very nice. So. Corey, go ahead. I don't have anything to report. Okay, nothing. I, don't, I really don't think I have anything to say. All right. You texted I, me. I just have a couple quick things. <laughs> Once I texted you a couple times too. I think. Yes, or, you did. Or was that not last week? Oh, uh, it was last Saturday, and I broke down and cried both. Oh, times. that's right. Because I was we were drinking and grilling. Yeah, and and and, you, and then you also threw the invite at my direction for coming up. That's right. So. Um, I worked a lot this week. I won't get into that. But me, me and the wife actually watched a movie for the first time together. Since the since my son was born, you like your wife. Um, eleven months since we had watched a movie together, so wow. that was kind of nice. Was what was the movie? Bridesmaids. Oh, good one, right? It was yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. Anne Marie told me that's a good one. I love it. It's not. Loved it's it. it's one of those like compromise movies. Yeah, it, yeah, because like it, it does then. have really funny parts. Like at the beginning, I didn't really understand what was going on because it was kind of like female centric humor. But as the movie went on, you know, it started to open up a little bit and be generally funny you know mm-hmm. so but that's what i mean like say if you you and her say you and Anne marie were arguing back and forth about a movie to watch and then you and then you're like oh well let's watch bridesmaid and be like oh okay that's yeah good good compromise yeah, so that's why i, I don't like to compromise so i would never do that it's a good movie though yeah is, I, I enjoyed it i don't see i thought it was better than the hangover i agree you told me that yeah hangover 2 is awful i didn't yeah, see hangover 2 that was a, that was just like oh, a dry heave. Yeah. yeah, I did see the second one. I thought it was okay. It wasn't obviously not as good as the first one. No, no never is. Look. Is it as good as Step Brothers? No. <laughs> Rise no. Step, yeah. step, no. step Brothers <laughs> get better, gets better with age. Yeah. I, <laughs> I always laugh my ass off every the, time the, I see that movie. The part where uh, Will Ferrell buries the guy, and he sticks <laughs> his hand up and he goes, Zombie! <laughs> I fucking piss myself every time. Yeah, that's a great movie. Uh, other than that, I played Final Fantasy VI, Mass Effect Three, and Angry Birds Space. So I'll be talking about that uh, later during what I played. Or we'll not. I won't be talking about Final Fantasy VI because it's the main segment. But Mass Effect Three and Angry Birds Space, I'll be talking about. So, uh, Will, go ahead. I just had baseball games pretty much. I had a game last Friday against Dryden, and then I had a game Tuesday against Spencer Manhattan, and I had a game today 
in Whitney Point and had to come from there to here. Mm-hmm. At so. a boy. Looking handsome in yeah, your uniform. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my uniform. Who so doesn't like a man in a uniform? Number nine. Yeah. Hey, well, what's your batting average? Uh, the first game, I didn't get on. I think I struck out. You walked. Grounded out. No. Or you did said I? you walked. Maybe I did walk. You told me you walked. I don't remember the first game. But the second game, I Could went I? two for three. Today, I went 0 for two. Mm. Yeah. So like where, where are you in the order? Seven? We go through, I don't know. I've been batting, like, because we do a scrimmage, so everybody bats, and I've been batting around uh, ten. <laughs> Pardon? But it's just kind of basically in order of the positions. And you're also a junior. Well, most of my friends are juniors, but this is my first year in varsity. Will's awesome. <laughs> but Will, I'm hitting. We're, we're trying to build you up. I, uh, I was going to say, Will, Will's much better than I was. Much better batter than I was. And, and uh, Corey and I were his coach yeah, at one time. In the league. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he was the only one that knew where the play was supposed mm-hmm. to be. I remember uh, a game in an Owego. You guys were sleeping in the car before we got there. <laughs> yep, both your seats were tilted all the way back, and you're both sleeping in my '97 Probably Nissan Altima. Drunk. Thankfully, we didn't have mustaches and macrameated jean shorts on. So, <laughs> well, Corey did. <laughs> let's then. be honest. Not, Not then. then. We had uh, protocol. Oh, Chris, you know, Corey did. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I, I wear uh, my video game playing uniform every day. So, underpants and a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Bowl of ice cream. I don't think anybody pulls it off quite like Dan does, though. <laughs> I rock the underpants. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, I'd be naked, but I don't like putting bare ass on my chair and couch. There's got to be at least one layer of fabric between right ass, ass and couch. Right there with you, Dan. Otherwise, you have to wear a towel or a robe. You gotta have so, you gotta have some layer yeah. of fabric between ass and couch. Because if you lay on that cushion, you get pink eye. Exactly, because oh, yeah. <laughs> of fecal fecal matter in the, in the in the in the eye. I remember my roommates in college and grad school would like. I know they they would think when they woke up, but I'm thinking, oh my god, I hope Chris is wearing pants today. <laughs> sure enough, I wasn't. Pants are overrated. Pant, it would be underwear and a robe, or just underwear. Very Never nice. full Monty. Eric, Eric, how's your week? <laughs> good. I had a good week actually. Uh, let's see. Not video game wise. I went to the. Uh, I don't know if you guys like soccer, but I went to the uh, New York Red Bulls home opener for the MLS. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Thierry Henry, who is one of the best best players in recent memory over in England, plays for them now. And he had two goals, almost a third, in the last minute of the game. I don't know how he missed it, but it was a pretty bad shot. Hmm. What do they do when they get three goals? It's a hat trick. But everybody's just happy. <laughs> I don't. I don't think hey, they throw the hats or anything. Do they? Do they throw like umbro shorts or? I don't think so. Fuck Chris, by the way. <laughs> um, their purses. Anyway, anyway, far as so rudely interrupted by our guest. Pardon me, sorry. Um, yeah, so that was a good time. I, the crowd could have been more people there. I was a little disappointed with that because mm. I was told that there was more people usually mm. the supporters section they have like the section of people that are called the supporters that was pretty cool they have like drums they beat on and stuff so that was cool it was like a wnba game really yeah <laughs> yeah it was and i don't like Corey or chris so um <laughs> i, I, I the, love you the <laughs> arena was pretty nice it was really nice actually but it's dropped right in the middle of a ghetto everything oh, around nice. it is just brutally ugly oh really yeah there's just mm. right next door is this big Nasty looking warehouse <laughs> where you park. <laughs> now I, you bring up the WNBA comparison, but were there front row seats that were empty? No. Okay. 
No, because that's that's, <laughs> that's what happens in a WNBA game. There is front row seats that are empty. No, the lower bowl was was full. Yeah, uh, the corners and the top were empty. The middle was pretty full, but I mean, I I thought it'd be a little more full than that. Yeah. Uh, what else did I do? I played Angry Birds Space. I played Final Fantasy VI. I played. Oh, I had a really bad FIFA loss that I'll talk about later. Uh-oh. I did want to mention that my friends Bill and Jeff. Made it to Division One in FIFA and head-to-head seasons, which is hey. quite an accomplishment in my eyes. I'm jealous. Very nice. I mean, even though we don't like the sport, we can always appreciate a video game achievement. It's a good one, too. Let me tell you that. How I, far off are you? I was in Division Two and I got pushed back to 3. Oh, so I'm restarting 3 right now. That's frustrating, man. You can do Fucking it. game. You can do it, Eric. Um, I had a funny story I want to tell real quick. Actually, two. Uh, the one has nothing to do with any of us. I just thought us as sports fans would appreciate this. Louisville and Kentucky are in the Final Four, and they're big rivals. So I was on my way here today, and <laughs> talking about this on sports radio. These two guys, I'm assuming, you know, at least middle-aged, were in a dialysis treatment center, and. One of them overheard the other one talking about how Louisville was going to kick Kentucky's ass or whatever. He's like, hey, shut the fuck up, man. No, they're not. <laughs> they ended up getting in a fist fight oh my God. at the dialysis center. Only in a dialysis center in Kentucky would that happen. Uh, was any shine involved? I don't know. I'm, I'm certain that there was. <laughs> oh, that's why they need dialysis. Right. So I thought that was pretty funny. And, and I did want to bring this up. I... Especially to Corey, because he's a music guy, I feel like. I was playing Cranium the other night with our intern, Tyler. This is why I'm bringing this up. Bill, it was... We had guys against girls. It was me, Bill, Jeff, Tyler, my wife, and her good friend, Heidi. Um, <laughs> what's so funny? Did I see uh, here three male names and then two female three. and then yeah. Tyler? Guys against girls. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're playing Cranium, right? And the, the question is... It had something to do with a song from The Sound of Music, something about do, re, me. If the first do is a female deer, what does me stand for or something like that? Me, Bill, and Jeff are all like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what is Sound of Music? What does that even mean? Tyler. A name I call myself. Yeah, Tyler immediately is like, everybody knows that song. What's wrong with you guys? Everybody knows The Sound of Music. (laughs) And I'm like, dude. Yeah, chicks know the sound of music. I've never seen it, to no. be honest with you. I don't think I've ever so, seen it. So, next question comes up. It's a hum, where one where you have to hum a song for your team, and it's Tyler. He pulls up, it's the end of the world as we know it by R.E.M. Doesn't know Oh my god, uh, that's one of the best songs. Right? Uh, I love that song. Has he never seen Independence Day? Exactly. And I'm like, dude, you just told us that we were stupid <laughs> because we didn't know the sound of music song, and you you don't know the end of the world as we know it? But yeah, he knows every uh, every every show that, tune, that every show ever tune, and we yep. should we should point out that Tyler's not here. He's not here, and I told him I was going to bring this up, and yeah. he got all pissed off. He's like, yeah. "I'm not even going to be there to defend myself." And I was like, "Well, to be fair, you were there to defend yourself against Woodchuck Cider, and you did a terrible <laughs> job." <laughs> and let's just establish what t- Tyler does know. He knows Wanda Sykes jokes <laughs> and show tunes. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I, I thought, you know, since he's our intern, it was only fair that I bring that up. Oh, yeah, that's a good story. So. I enjoy that. All right, well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with our main segment right after this.
Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 36 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are going to be talking about Final Fantasy VI uh, by special request from Corey. For his so, birthday. We, yep, for his birthday. So I, I guess, I mean, we've all played the game or played the game this week for the first time. Eric? First time. First time. For me. Okay. Oh. Um, we have to put a V on your forehead. Got ourselves a first timer here. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy VI virgin. Uh, so... I guess I'll just get right into the story. Do you want me to do that first? We didn't plan this out ahead of time, obviously. Do we ever? Do you want me to no. give my thoughts? Or? No. Well, why, we'll... Doesn't, why don't we have Eric explain the story? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> give me a good well, two hours and 45 minutes worth of it. There's this guy who needs this thing. I know all the fucking characters are, right, well, I know. All right, well, no. I'm the Narsh guards? Maybe. <laughs> I'll, 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 you know, go over the plot of the okay. game. Um, this is from the Wikipedia page. I always try to write these things myself, but they just never come out as concise <laughs> um, and full of details as the Wikipedia thing. So, but you get the spirit of the thing by writing it out. I yeah, I do, but it takes too long. I don't have any. But I'm just time. saying, even when you're reading it. Oh yeah, yeah. You can interpret. Right, exactly. Yeah, because after eight paragraph, are we'll, you going to we'll give us a dramatic it. reading of the story? No. Like a uh, James Earl Jones. <laughs> no. Uh, fun, I got a funny story. Morgan Freeman. Uh, Final Fantasy VI begins with Tara Branford participating in an Imperial raid on Narsh in search of a recently unearthed frozen Esper, later identified as Tritok. Along with Vixen Wedge. Yes, along, Star Wars along, along with Vixen Wedge. Wait, isn't it Biggs? It's depends on the translation. Yeah, oh, the my, new, my the, translation was Biggs. The newer ones are oh. Biggs. Did, did you play Anthology? What? Uh, well, yes. Okay, he probably did. I downloaded the one off of uh, the PlayStation Network. Yes, then that's probably it. Probably. Uh, I don't think it is, to be honest with you, because no. it's only Final Fantasy VI. No, maybe. Oh, maybe the Game Boy Advance version. Translation? No, PS One. Oh, so it's the anthology. The anthology. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Um, uh, later identifies Tritak, finally in the city's mines. However, the Esper kills. Her controllers and the Imperial control over her is broken, but she is unable to remember anything about the past. Lot Cole, a thief or treasure, treasure hunter, hunter, promises to protect her until she can regain her memories and helps her escape the hideout of the Returners, a group of militants opposing the Empire. Along the way, they pass through the kingdom of Figaro and meet Edgar Roni Figaro, the king, and his estranged brother, Sabin Reen Figaro, who joined them. Bannon, the leader of the Returners, asks for Terra's help in her struggle against the Empire, and she agrees. Yeah. Just as the Resistance is preparing to return to Narsh... Yeah. To investigate the frozen Esper, the Empire attacks South Figaro. Locke heads to the besieged town to slow the Empire's advance while the rest of the group makes their way via rafting down the nearby Lath River. However, Sabin is separated from the group after the battle with Ultro. There's tissues being handed out, and it's distracting. Chris, you only get a piece of paper. Oh, great, I get paper cuts. Self proclaimed. Proclaimed proclaimed octopus royalty and a recurring antagonist forcing the various members of the returners to find their own ways to Narsh in three different scenarios controlled by the player. In Locke's scenario he must escape the imperial occupied town of South Figaro without detection. Sabin has been swept to a distant continent and must find a way back while Terra, Edgar, and Bannon continue to float down the Lath River back to Narsh. Is it Lath or Leet? Depends on the translation. <laughs> ah... That is the the actual translation is a lot better than what a was whale's it? vagina. What we remember as Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> oh, okay. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll probably get into this later, but that's because of the memory restrictions on the ROM, correct? Partially. 
Right. And some of it's due to just Americans being a bunch of pussies relative to their Japanese counterparts. Oh, they, oh yeah. They, well, yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Eventually, the original party reunites, reunites in Narsh. Oh, I should say this is going to be a spoiler-filled plot summary. For those of you that haven't played it that don't want the plot but spoiled. It's been how many years? Yeah, no, it's, it came out in 1994. Yeah, so. 94. Which is funny. 17? Or what? what, what no, tw- what, let's do math. Will, you're good at math. Seven. You're still in school. Eleventeen? Oh, Seventeen? Yeah, 17 years. Ago. There you go. Yeah, Eventually, the original party unites in Narsh. Locke brings with him Celis, Cher, one of the Empire's own generals, whom he saved from execution for defying the Empire's ruthless practices. Sabin brings with him Cyan Garamond, whose family was killed during the Empire's siege at Doma Castle when Kefka ordered the water supply poisoned, and Gao, a feral child, he befriended on the Velt. In Narsh, the returners prepare to defend the frozen, es- frozen Esper from the Empire. After the player successfully thwarts the Imperial invasion, Terra approaches the frozen Esper, prompting her to transform into an Esper-like form herself. She flies away, confused and horrified by her own transformation. <laughs> Stupid. Now, I, oh, okay. It was her time in the month there. She freaked out. Gross. She went to Zozo. Yep, she went to yep. Zozo. The returners sent out to search for Terra and eventually trace her to the city of Zozo. Though they are still shocked by her apparent existence as an Esper, there they also meet the Esper Ramu, who tells them that they are there are free various other that if they free various other Espers from the Magitech research facility in the Empire's capital, Vector, they may find one who can help Terra. Vector is on the southern continent to which the Empire does not allow maritime access, so the returners go to the Opera House and recruit Setzer Gabiani, who is the believed owner of the Blackjack, the only airship in the world. I forgot that was the name. Yeah, of the but Blackjack. yeah, but. Uh... Correct me if I'm wrong, but also didn't, like, another motive behind working with the Espers was to gain allies. Yeah. Right. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Wait, what Absolutely. was the what was the reason given in there? Because uh, they want to find an Esper who can help Terra. Because she uh, was freaking out. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I think Chris is more right. I don't remember them ever saying they were looking for Espers to find out what was wrong with her. They had no idea what was wrong with her. Well, they knew what was wrong with her after they talked to Ramyu. Right, I think yeah. there's a little truth to both, okay. but but it's kind of one of those dual motive things that mm-hmm. there's the returner political thing, and then there's the her companions' motives of wanting yeah. to help her get work through whatever she's dealing with. Okay, yeah, yeah good point. Plus, it's a Super <laughs> Nintendo game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but story is everything, Corey. That's as true. We all, I mean, it's true. They then travel to Vector and attempt to re- to rescue several Espers, including Maduin. Maduin, who is revealed to be Terra's father. However, the Espers choose instead to give their lives to transform into Magicite. Uh, The crystallized remains of their essence that form when they die and allow others to use their powers, which they bestow upon the Returners. Before the group can can then escape, Kefka arrives and causes the Returners, including Locke, to momentarily doubt Celis' loyalty, much to her anguish. However, she provides proof to them of her support by covering the, for the group while the rest uh, while the rest escape. The rest of the group then returns to Zozo where Terra reacts to the magicite of her father, prompting her to gain knowledge of her past and accept herself as the half-human, half-esper child of Maduin and a human woman. Hmm. Yep. That is such a thick plot, isn't it, folks? Such a thick plot. After reuniting with Terra, the Returners decide that it's time to launch an all-out attack on the Empire, and Banna asks Terra to attempt contacting the Esper's land in order 
to gain their support. Terra succeeds in making contact, and when the Espers learn that the others captured by the Empire previously have now perished, they become infuriated and enter the human world, where they destroy much of Vector. When the Returners arrive in the capital, they find Emperor Gestal claiming to no longer have the will to fight, inviting the Returners to a banquet to negotiate peace. Gestal asks Terra to deliver a truce to the Espers on his behalf, to which she agrees. Accompanied by Locke, Shadow, a ninja mercenary hired by the Empire for the mission, General Celis and Leo, the player must then guide Terra to the remote village Themesa in search of the uh, in search of the Espers, where they meet Strago Magus and his granddaughter Realm Aroni, who also accompany them. I have to say, you're doing a pretty darn good job of enunciating their names. Yeah, <coughs> I mean, I've fought over their names, and you're a linguist many thousand times in my head. Dan's a scholar, scholar and a gentleman. Mm, yep. I'm neither of those things. You are a I'm kind of a gentleman, maybe. You definitely are. You're a gentle. Thank you. Uh, okay, soon they find the Espers, and Terra convinces them to accept a truce with Gestal. However, during the negotiations, negotiations, Kefka attacks the Espers, killing each of those still alive and capturing the magicite that remains from their essence. Additionally, he kills Leo, who is appalled by Kefka's dishonorable tactics and attempts to defend the Espers. The Returners reunite, now aware that the peace was a ploy for Gestal to obtain magicite, and the stone statue remains of the warring triad with the Esper's now unsealed land. Kefka and Gestal travel through the open gate to the Esper world, find the warring triad, and prompt the island on which the Esper world is located to detach and fly in the sky as an ominous floating continent. The Returners attempt to stop them from causing further damage, but despite their efforts, they are unable to prevent Kefka and Gestal from gaining the power of the statues. Now empowered, Kefka promptly kills Gestal and moves the statues out of their proper alignment, upsetting the balance of magical power and causing destruction in most of the surface of the world. In the disaster, Returners are separated from one another as Setzer's ship is torn apart. So that ends the world of balance forever, and you wake up in the world of ruin yeah which was i mean for super nintendo game that was pretty cool because you're used to playing this overworld and it always looks the same yeah but then in this game you play through the game and you think it's over i thought the game was going to end yeah after the floating continent and then the 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 overworld map just changes yeah entirely yeah it gets torn apart and it was funny because uh graham who's a you know friend of ours was on the podcast i was talking to him about this game you know when we played it you know, in 1994 when it came out and, uh, I was you know, talking to him about how I didn't like the world of balance or the world of ruin. Cause you know, it's, it, I didn't say why, but I was just like, yeah, I really don't like the world of ruin. He's like, Oh, that's just cause you don't like change. I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for psychoanalyzing me, Graham. Yeah. I was going to say, because it's ugly and it's red and, and you appreciate ruined. infrastructure. Yeah, exactly. But that's one thing they did really good in that game too. I mean, I don't think you're supposed to like the world of ruin. That's kind of the point. No. Um, but you when wanna, you, you want to fix it, when you went into certain towns, if you talked to certain NPCs in the towns, they'd have flashbacks of the old world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when they put them side by side like that, you can really see the destruction that happened. And stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. It's bad. Yeah, it's really, yeah, really good for. I mean, for a Super Nintendo game, absolutely. Right. I mean, especially Ma- masterfully crafted because it was. A, I mean, it was a relatively early release for Super Nintendo as a system in general. So because yeah, I mean, people people were really out. really into. You know the uh, what was Dragon Warrior type RPG games where, you know, when something died, it flashed and went. Yeah. You know, there there wasn't much scenery change. Right. They, like a, a scenery change was changing the color value 
that was in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah the color palette. Yeah, that was about it. Yeah. Uh, one year later, Celis awakens from a coma on a deserted island and learns that the world has been devastated by Kefka. Much of its human population has died, and its plant and animal life are slowly being killed by sickness to punctuate humanity's despair. Celis sets out from the solitary island to try and reunite with as many of her friends as she can find. One by one, in a series of mostly optional side quests, the gamer has the opportunity to reunite the group, all still alive, as well as new allies, Umaro and Gogo. Together, the reunited returners launch a new offensive against Kefka using the Falcon, an airship that belonged to a deceased friend of Setzer, to a deceased friend of Setzer's, to reach Kefka's tower and infiltrate it. Inside, the returners battle their way through Kefka's defenses and destroy the three statues, the source of Kefka's newfound power. When destroying the statues, once the source of all magic does not cause any noticeable reaction, the party realizes that Kefka has successfully drained the warring triad of power and has become the source of all magical power. What was Setzer's friend's name? That was Daryl, correct? Daryl, yeah. Daryl. A female yeah. named Daryl. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was his, uh, like, love interest, but right. they never... They never... It was ambiguous. But yeah. Because that's, that's, yeah. he's Cavalier. Yeah. You know what's interesting? There's actually... Uh, a cutscene that refers to Daryl that I haven't seen yet in the World of Balance. Oh, really? Yeah, it has something to do with after the the airship breaks down. If you go into the machine room, it triggers a cutscene okay. that has to do with Daryl. I've never seen that. No, I've wait, where, when was this? In the World of Balance, after the the airship crashes. Okay. Um, like right out right on the continent that Vector's on. Yeah. After the is it after the Esper's attack? Okay. No. Oh, where Cyan generally hangs out? It's before you go to the Magitech facility, right? Does it get shot down there, or does it get shot down it's, afterwards? It's, 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 it gets it's shot the, down after. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't that... But yeah, if you go into the machine room, um, there's a, the cutscene that has to do with Daryl. Yeah, that's just, that's the room where Cyan generally hangs out, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But it, yeah, it's after the, the airship crashes. I've never seen it, but... Because I just remember like watching... The only reason why I remember that room is because Cyan's head was always nodding really fast because he's looking at, oh, the, yeah, at the machinery. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Trying to figure it out because Cyan's not good but, with machines. Yeah, and there's always those little like little uh, Easter eggs throughout the game talking about his ineptitude with machines. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, when you're in the world of Ruin, if you open up his treasure chest after yeah. you find him, it's a book on machinery. And he gets really embarrassed. Chest, yeah. And he like kind of like gets red-cheeked and he fa- kind of falls off the screen yeah. and then bounces back up. <laughs> good stuff. Making the final stand against Kefka, the characters destroy him, but since the god's power has come to reside in him, all magicite begins to shatter, and Kefka's magically maintained tower begins to crumble. Terra leads the characters out as she begins to weaken due to her half-esper heritage. However, before her father's magicite shatters, his spirit informs her that by holding to the human side of herself, she may survive the passing of magic. In the end, the party escapes Kefka's tower aboard the Falcon. Terra survives, and the group observes the world's communities rejuvenating themselves. That is the plot for Final Fantasy VI. You just spoiled it. Well, yeah. I said there was going to be spoilers. You spoiled the shit. So I, I played I played up until you, um, Tara goes to Zozo. Yeah, I think too. it's five or six hours in. Yeah. I wanted to play more, but I'll get into why later. I got into the Phantom Train. Okay. Which is three hours in? That's during the scenarios. Yeah. The Sabin, Sabin yeah. and, and Cyan scenario. Well, I've had a tough tough video game month yeah because of march is terrible because everybody's born in march and birthdays oh yeah and so and i also i lost my mass effect th- mass effect playthrough so i was replaying through mass effect so i could play mass effect 3 and yeah also getting prepared for this yeah i feel so inadequate now eric <clears throat> yes as the only first time player of the game <laughs> what'd you think i really liked <laughs> it did you yeah. really okay sweet yeah i did 
You got really? got into what? the story a little bit. Yep. I uh, I stopped playing right when I got to the Returners base. Okay. Mm. In the mountains. Yeah, good story so far, and the characters are good yeah. so far. Um, the, how did you feel about the random battles? Uh, I was pretty annoying. Yeah, but yeah. at I, the even, same time, you got to level up. I guess that's you know? that's exactly what I was going to say. It serves a purpose for leveling right. up your characters, and especially once you start um, getting espers and learning magic spells. It's important to get those magic points to right. raise your spells. AP. That's now, a good. Yeah. The, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say, in terms of the random battles, that's a good point because I play that game a million times. I yeah. play it like once a year, yeah. really, and. Um, Playing it most recently is when the random battles really stood out to me. I'm not sure why that is, but it's like probably because you just played Mass Effect. It could be, yeah. But I I, I um, latched onto the Charm Bangle, which is a relic that um, halves the amount of random encounters you get into. And then mm-hmm. once I got to the World of Ruin, the the Moogle Charm, which eliminates random oh, battles yeah. altogether yeah. if you have oh. Mog in your party. Yeah. So it's I mean it's a couple little handy things that I really if you, and I never embraced those before because I'm like I need to level up. I want to yeah. be super strong. But level like, 99. Playing through it like this, I'm. Because I was trying to beat it in time for the, the right. podcast and everything, I'm like, I kind of need to get through this. You know, I don't want to have to do all these random battles. I just, especially once I got in the world of ruin, just equip the Moogle charm and blaze through everything. Yeah. Did you beat it? No, I, I did everything but went to the. Oh, so you're, you're at the final. Yeah. Okay. How many hours? Uh, I actually, I've done like everything for the most part, uh, and I am only like 20 hours in. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So you've done, like, got all the characters. Yeah, like, I have all the characters, Gogo, Umaro, all that stuff. Uh, I mean, I, it's probably just because I know exactly what needs to be done. Right, and how to there's do it. less farting around right. and um, figuring things out. But actually, before I did this playthrough, I was doing a speed playthrough, and I had finished the scenarios, and I was only two hours in. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah. That's I mean, done. if you yeah, if you know what to do, and you, you can just book through it. Sprint shoes, too. Well, yeah, I was Sprint trying to do... Sprint shoes are invaluable. Oh, <laughs> But I was trying to do what you did, where you were playing it to be critical. Uh-huh. And I was trying to do that with my playthrough. Because you play it so many times, mm-hmm. and you're trying to find things that you don't like. Old Man, by the way, at the beginning has a name. He does. Arvis. Arvis, yeah. You didn't and know I, that? No, I didn't. Corey the, brought that up as a, as a plot a, hole. a criticism of mine. Yeah. But don't they Start. bring that up in... Uh, it's when you f- go back to Narsh, yeah, for, the Narsh second time, for the second time. He realizes mm-hmm. his name's Arvis. Well, it's because he's just kind of hurrying you off. Yeah. Well, he he doesn't show up in the world of ruin either. No, he's yeah, probably, dead, poor probably dead. So, Eric, do you think you're going to finish the game? I don't know. I'd like to, but that doesn't mean anything. Well, I, I mean, over time, <laughs> if you play a couple hours, here I'm and still going to play it. Yeah. yeah. Who's who's your favorite character so far? Uh, I like Locke. Yeah. He's my favorite character of all time. What I kind of think that's missing with uh, RPG games nowadays, you know, save. Mass Effect to a degree is that you can't name the characters, rename the characters. Yeah, that's because well, that's kind of how I got my attachment to them yeah. originally. Because I always named. Oh, see, I don't like renaming them. Corey, same, same I, yeah, I always named Corey Locke. Dan was Shadow. Will was Gal. Uh, my brother Eric was <laughs> Edgar. Uh, my brother John was uh, Sabin. Sabin. Yeah, I could see that. And Matt was Cyan. And I don't think. Oh, uh, Uncle Bucky was. Uh, Strago, Strago. The, the, uh, the wacky or Stragus, <laughs> depending on the translation. Right, yeah. uh, and and my mom was Realm, which is kind of weird when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, who am I missing? Anybody? Oh, Gogo. I think I named myself Gogo because I wanted to have any ability that I wanted to. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Umaro was my dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Mog was my 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 bird, Larry. Okay. 
Nice. Remember Larry Bird? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good bird. <laughs> we forget to feed him. While I was playing, though, um, I looked up a bunch of stuff. Oh. And people go insane with this game online. Like, insane. I thought I knew a lot about the game. I didn't even scratch the surface compared to some people. Be- yeah. Before you get into that, I have a yeah, thought. Um, I was thinking, do you think that, like, because there's, like, nothing impressive really graphically and there's none of the extra flair and bullshit attached to it, I think that made me pay more attention to the story yeah. than I do now. Absolutely, yeah. And it kind of forces you to get into the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's kind of what I was talking about with, like, the new Final Fantasy. They kind of spoon-feed you everything. Yeah. Whereas before, you... you you kind of filled in the gaps with your head, and like you said, you had to pay attention. Yeah. So you were more into it, and at the same time, you're using more of your imagination yeah. to fill in the gaps. Yeah. And like, of course, your imagination will fill in favorably, as opposed to being spoon-fed the story and the yeah. characters and everything, um, as a lot of modern Japanese games do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because I remember playing the first time through ever, and not getting having Shadow on the World of Ruin. Oh yeah. yeah. You can he, he can die. Yeah. Well, that's uh, going back to what I was saying about people being super into this game. I was on uh, the message boards, and it's actually th- the the version that people seem to be into the most. Just judging from what I was reading online, is the Game Boy Advance version. Really? Uh, that that seems to be where all the the message boards are on ab- about that specific version. And not that it's that that much different. There's just a few like bug fixes here and there. The dialogue is way different. Well, yeah, there's some there's some dialogue changes, and it pissed me off actually. But I actually read a debate between um, is it even worth it? Like, because the the question that uh, I looked up was what to do. Um, before the world of balance ends, before you go to the, the world of ruin, right? All and, the stuff you should ha- all the ends you should tie up. Yeah, and people were making lists, and somebody lists, you know, like uh, don't forget to get shadow, don't forget to get the tempest swords, don't forget to get zone seek, and um, whatever the other esper is you get from the the auction house. Yeah, and it just turned into this huge argument, like golem, right? Yeah, or yeah. gold or whatever. Uh, golem, yeah, golem and zone seek. It turned Tomato, into this tomato. turned into this huge argument about uh, what is what's most important and people were arguing you know like shadow's not even that good of a character why would you even get him if you're building like the perfect party and stuff like that and people are like well it's not necessarily about building the perfect party you know yeah, it's, it's not leaving anyone behind it's yeah it, you know it's kind of a role-playing thing and yeah. somebody's like well that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard and the most important thing to get is the tempest sword which is actually called the kazakur curry and if you call it the tempest you're an idiot because you don't know the actual translation. Oh, jeez. And, like, that's the best weapon to get because it can deal the most potential damage if you equip the right relics on the right character and maximize their battle power by equipping this Esper. And it's just, like, it's insane. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, this blows my mind. And it led me to look up a bunch of bugs in the game and glitches, <laughs> which are actually pretty cool, which we'll, get, we'll save for a minute. Okay. Chris, you look like you have something you have to say. No, I actually was just kind of cl- I, I was more just like, where do these people get it off being elitist, damn it? It's and number insane. one, who lets who lets Shadow behind? Yeah. He is probably one of the most mysterious and dark characters in all of video games. That's why he's one of my favorite characters of all time. Yeah. Especially if you just, yeah, in terms of RPG. I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> oh, I met, no, her, I met Shadow. Yeah. Yeah, I met him at the, he was at a bar, bar. or something. Oh, and, right. and they have the sweet soundtrack to it. He'd slit his mama's throat for a nickel. Yeah. 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 That's the guy. <laughs> yeah, I agree, and there's a lot of stuff in the in the world of ruin um, that that gives you Shadow's backstory. Yeah, uh, but I'm of the mindset that I wouldn't want to leave anybody behind, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Do, I, I don't. There's not. I mean, it's not. It's just waiting. Like 
at the end of the 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 floating continent to, a little bit to get him. I mean, why why would you just hurry through it unless you're doing a speed a speed playthrough? Contrarians for the sake of being contrarians, probably I think a lot of times. Yeah, and uh, it, that um, wasn't built into the original version of the game. Oh, really? The, the ability to save shadow. Yeah, yeah. that's a, he was supposed to die. That's a North American. The- that's why when you go into the cave to get them, the translation's kind of weird. Calls they say her. Her, yeah. Because yeah. hmm. it's supposed to be realm in the cave. But yeah. in, the, uh, in the North American version of the game, you find shadow there. Which is how I originally played it. So I, 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 when I, I remember my first playthrough, and it was I found realm because I just, I'm like, oh, I need to get off this island before it goes down. Yeah. Well, in in in, uh, in that playthrough, if you don't save Shadow, is he still alive? Is he just at the casino or the no. Coliseum? He's not alive at all. Not alive at dead. all. I don't yeah. think. He's dead. Wow. He goes, but like, because if you do save him, you find him in the cave. You take him back to uh, where the, what's what's the town's name where uh, Straw goes from? The Mesa. Uh, Mesa. The Mesa. The Mesa. Yeah. And he he's basically heals up there and then goes to Coliseum and you have to. Uh, Put up the striker, the striker, yep, uh, for for a bid, and then you fight him, and then you beat him, and you get him, and he joins your party, and so yeah. Continue. Well, uh, just going off like the craziness behind this game, that people do the weirdest bugs, and here's one. I, I'll read a few of them that I think are pretty interesting. Um, the empty party glitch, which is what happens if you have nobody in your party. Yeah, and there's one way to do it. And this is genius because you guys will see it. Like, yeah, it makes total sense, but why don't we ever think of it? Um, so after Terra flies away to Zozo and uh, you're all in Narsh and yeah. you choose your party mm-hmm. to go get her. I just did that. If you choose there. to take only Gao with you and you also – because you can recruit Shadow on the way mm-hmm. in Col- Colingen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, if you take only Gao with you, recruit Shadow, and then instead of going to Zozo, go all the way to the Velt, mm-hmm. have Gao – jump do his leap on the velt so gao has gone mm-hmm. take shadow all the way back to narsh shadow's not supposed to be in narsh so he'll leave your party when you get there mm-hmm. and you'll have nobody in your party and the game will glitch out really yeah wow and that that's like the coolest so gao's the the basically the base of the the party to start with you get just shadow, you, yeah you take right. just gao you pick up shadow along yep. the way so you can do the leap that is genius and i saw a video it's not genius but it's like trippy you know, because yeah. I've known this game. This is, like, my video game. Yeah. And I've known it for so long. And to see that, it's like, wow, I could have done that the whole time. Hmm. Yeah. It's scary is what it is. That someone took the time to figure that out. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm sure someone did it by accident one time. Probably. Probably someone's favorite character was Gao, and they picked up Shadow. And they're like, I'll go to the Velt and power up Gao. Yep. <laughs> and then they're like, but why would you go back to Narsh? Yeah. That's like, that's on the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, there's there's another glitch called the um, the South Figaro lit glitch. When you're doing locks scenario, mm-hmm. you can actually press pause and like keep pressing it, and there's a way you can get past the guard on the eastern side of town that that blocks you. Yeah, without doing it, without going through and getting Celis. And if you do that, um, the way the, the the game's written is um, the the Moogles in the beginning are actually placeholders for all the characters throughout the game. Mm-hmm. They're programming placeholders. So if you never talk to Celis and she never joins your party, the, the Moogle that fills Celis' place becomes your party member. And I think it's like Catan or something like that. You know how they all have stupid names. He'll be with you throughout the party, uh, throughout the game, instead of her. And at, at like a certain point, like it kind of bugs out, and her um, her likeness, her sprite, takes over for the Moogle instead of the Moogle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was going to say, because she, I mean... 
she's the she's one important. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like if you go through uh, the cave um, and fight tunnel armor and do yeah. all that stuff, it's the Moogle. And um, you can't – it's just like the Moogle in the beginning. Eric, you did that with the, with the mm-hmm. battle with all the Moogles. Yep. You can't, like, equip anything on them or anything like that. He's just a placeholder. So you have him instead of actually having Oh, my cells. God. That would be awful. Isn't that, <laughs> yeah. isn't that, like, trippy, though? Yeah. Uh, there's another, another glitch in that regard where um, – it's called the airship glitch, where if you play through the scenarios and then save somewhere in the scenarios and then play through the game without saving at all when you get the airship and then die – when um, you restart your save, you'll have the airship. Mm. So you'll be all the way back at the scenarios with the airship, and you can just skip over everything. And there's some really weird stuff that people have accomplished by doing that because you can take the airship and just skip over all yeah. the scenarios and yeah. stuff, and it's really weird. Like um, uh, General General Leo and Bannon are actually placeholders for, like, Go-Go or something like that. So you can actually have General, General Leo in your party for a little bit. Mm. We always wondered if that was possible. It's really, yeah. it's really weird, like just programming glitches like that. It, it's, Corey, I almost broke down and cried right there. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's awesome. And you guys, do you guys know about the evade bug? I think I mentioned it. Yeah, you told me about Will. it. Um, evade actually doesn't do anything in the game. It's uh, one of their programming bugs. Hmm. So if you boost your evade percentage, it won't do anything. But to make up for it, they have magic block does evade and magic block. Oh. So that's a good stat to if, level up. If you boost up your uh, magic block, you're, you're basically invincible, which is what I did with Terra because she's so good at magic. Yeah. I uh, I just put all the good equipment on her, and I had her um, magic block up over 100, wow. and she was basically unhittable, mm-hmm. and she does a dun- bunch of magic damage. Nice. Huh. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> I actually, Nerd! I actually yeah. got into that, not in my current playthrough, but the one I did before, like maybe two or three years ago, where I was using espers and stuff to level up very specific things on characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought that was fun. Fun way to power up your guys. Now I had a question. <clears throat> Do I get to at some point start picking like skills and stuff? You don't pick skills. You, you'll get espers, um, and espers are a way to learn magic. Right. And you choose which espers you want to equip, and um, each esper has different magic spells attached to it. Okay. So if you equip those espers, you'll learn the magic spells attached to it. So how do you put points into stuff? You don't you don't put you don't boost any stats. Espers have like they'll have like a level bonus like plus oh, 2 to okay. stamina. So every time So you, that's how you got your magic defense up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well that and equipment. Okay. Equipment that you you equip. But yeah, you can uh, I don't know. I don't actually know if there's one that boosts magic block, but I know um Zone Seek gives plus 2 to magic power. So what I did with Terra is I equipped it on her every time she's about to gain a level. So when she gained a level, she got the plus 2 magic power every time. <clears throat> so she ends up being pretty powerful if you do that. And to say the magic points are exponentially uh, enhanced based on percentages for a certain spell that you're learning. So mm-hmm. ice could be 20% bonus or whatever. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> some are, you learn faster than others and all that good stuff. So. Or I shouldn't say percent. I should say factor. Factor. Factor, yeah, factor five or factor two five or whatever. Right. Um, another important bug that I discover that a lot of people take advantage of is the capture glitch with Locke. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Yeah, if for whatever reason, when you equip him with weapons and you uh, use capture, which is something that's granted through a relic, it's instead of steel, you do capture, um, which doesn't attack and steals. <clears throat> I think it's the thief glove. Yep, thief yep. glove. Thief glove that does that. Yep. Um, it negates whatever kind of penalty or bonus is attached to your weapon that you're using. Um, and what a lot of people do is once they get the Atma weapon, which is actually Ultima weapon, and if mm-hmm. you say Atma weapon... You're an idiot. Um, 
People it, need hugs. It has it has a, a base battle power of 255, mm-hmm. but that battle power changes depending on um, your hit points. Yeah. But if you use capture, um, it totally forgets about the whole hit point thing, and it just takes the base power of 255. Wow, which is really high. Which is really high. That's like a, a that does a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people take advantage of that. Give them like the Genji glove, and give them two weapons, and have them do capture. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a way of replicating that in a weapon? Yeah, there's a way to get two of them. I don't remember. Yeah, and then that's so like people would do that glitch, and then I'm sure use the Genji glove and mm-hmm. capture and why everybody knows and in, Invis and in, in the uh, death spell Doom Doom Vanish Doom Vanish Doom, which is something they removed from. I don't know if they removed it from the anthology version. But um, it was off the Game Boy one. Yeah, was it off the Game Boy one? Yeah, it was. Okay. Be- because I remember going doing the train mm-hmm. where I'm at right now on the playthrough and having the hardest time with it, playing it straight. You, and know, then, you know, I've never legitimately fought the train boss. I've always used, used a phoenix, phoenix down, down yeah. to kill it. Or, That's what a, I mean. or a revivify. Yeah. Because yeah. that cures Which is cheaper. Status. Yeah. And you get a lot of them on the train. Yeah. Um, but for those, Eric, you don't know, the Vanish Doom trick is a way to, if if basically if uh, if anybody has the spell Vanish cast on them, which makes them invisible, invisible, which means they can't be hit by physical attacks, but magic attacks always hit. If you cast Vanish on an enemy um, and then cast the spell Doom, which is like an instant death spell, it works every time because they're more vulnerable when they're mm. vanished. Uh, yeah. And even a lot of bosses are vulnerable. Just to about every boss, Vanish Doom, except Zone Seek. Zone Seek? Not Zone Seek. Uh, the uh, the one that is in the world of Rune that flies. Um, the one in the one Magic the Dragons? Isn't. Yeah. No, the, the, the guy that you have to basically fly around with the airship in the world of Ruin and run into him randomly. Oh, Doomgaze? Oh, yeah, Doomgaze. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's a few that aren't. They're not. Uh, they're immune to like instant any kind of instant death. And the one in the tower. Yeah. The Magic Tower? Yeah. The Fanatics Tower? I yeah. Yeah. I'm sure some of the people that were on those forums are hearing this podcast. I'm like, those guys don't know anything. About <laughs> I think they'd be impressed. I did a lot of reading. I'll, I'll throw out another one. They're, um, they're impressed by you, not by anybody else. <laughs> that's just because I spent so much time reading. I was fascinated by this stuff because, again, this is like my game. Yeah. And these people are taking it from me. It's your defining game of your gaming it, past. It really is. Another one, uh, the overflow glitch. And, again, this is a programming thing. Um so you know if you do max damage, it says 9,999. Yep. And just because that's what it says doesn't mean you're actually doing more because you are. Um, that's just what it'll, the max that it'll display. Mm-hmm. You can actually do up to 65,000 damage in an attack. Wow. It's, it's, that's rounded. I'm not sure what the exact number is. Um, but for whatever reason, whatever programming reason, if you do over that, it resets and goes back to like you can actually do like 100 damage. When you could have been doing, <laughs> if you did just a little bit less, you would have done like 64,000 damage. <laughs> wow. But that could probably comes down to the number of zeros and ones they can have on the memory. Yeah, it, it has to do with memory. Whatever uh, amount of memory they use to store the, the hit point damage. The, it didn't have the computing capability to carry the one. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever. Yeah, something like that. Um, but there's, like, a lot of people will use Terra and do, like, Ultima, cast Ultima and get it up to that point if her magic power is high enough. I was going to say, I never remember my attacks ever getting that high. No. Well, again, you'll only see it as 9,999. Right. I don't think I even had those. It is recording the damage that you do beyond that. Hmm. Uh, Psycho Cyan. Are you guys familiar with Psycho Cyan? No. Yes. Yeah. You guys are? I saw it on a forum randomly somewhere. Yeah, so basically what you do is you take Cyan and you get to his sword tech level 2, 
which is re- his retort, which means if he gets attacked, he's going to do a counterattack. Mm-hmm. Um, so you use his retort, you turn him into an imp, and then you kill him and bring him back to life. And when he, I don't know if it's when he gets hit or he'll just start doing it, he will attack indefinitely till everything's dead. Don't know why. For whatever reason. It just happens. I, I tried to figure out, like, doing the reading, I tried to figure out why that does that, but I just I couldn't process it. I don't know. But it's called psychoscience. It's like the uh, the inverted Bizarro uh, Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah. It's... Cyan angry! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll just go indefinitely until... That's awesome. Crazy. That I, people discover this stuff. I, 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 I mean, I, you're blowing my mind while you're reading all this off. A uh, more simple one is called the encounter glitch. Um, there's this this uh, FAQ I found online that has the algorithms for everything in the game. It tells you how everything's calculated, and it shows how encounters are calculated. And without getting into it too much, is basically the more steps you take, the more likely you are to enter yeah. battle. Yeah. But if you take a few steps and then go into your menu, it resets the counter. Hmm. So you can just keep going into your menu and coming back out and never – well, I mean – there's a chance you might, but yeah, you're less you, likely to have th- a. There's a chance encounter. you could on your first step, but it's very unlikely. Right? Yeah, that's uh, that would be really annoying. Encounter? Yeah, I actually found myself doing it a couple times just to see if it would work. Well, yeah, because I, I said I spent so much time just trying to get through everything without um, doing a lot of random battles. Yeah. So my party was really weak, and there were points where I was out of MP, I had low hit points, and I knew if I get another battle, I was going to die. So I just did that, you know. Yeah. exploited the encounter glitch so I wouldn't get in a random battle. Hmm. Um, but yeah. That's cool. I think those are all the, the really cool ones. I've, there, again, there's a bunch of them. Um, but those are just some of the more cool ones. Mm-hmm. So, Will, I mean... Well, I think Will and Eric probably have a different perspective on this game because we liked it in its K quote-unquote time. Do you have any... like? Do, do you think that your 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 enjoyment of it is enhanced by the fact that we have talked about it, and like Corey and Dan. I mean, mm, no, I it's hard to probably say. not me. Maybe a little, but no. Er- Eric's more likely to not like it yeah. if we really like it. <laughs> well, if Corey really likes Corey it. Corey really likes it. <laughs> <laughs> if Dan it's likes like it, I probably will like it. But yeah, if Corey really likes it, I'm more apt to hate probably it. hate it. <laughs> and well, that has only been enhanced by our fantasy hockey season. Yeah. Do you think it's just what you said, though? Like, the fact that because the graphics are yeah, so bad and stuff? Yeah, I do think, think that's what it is. Because yeah. like, now, like, I don't know. I just tend not to pay much attention, you know? Yeah. I'm just kind of, like, fighting with awesome graphics. You right. know what I mean? And back, like, playing that game, all you have to go by is the yeah. little text that comes exactly. up in the boxes. Yeah. But, I mean, to a degree, I think that uh, that... that the fact that there's not a good graphics also helps with the replayability because mm-hmm. they had to focus on gameplay oh, and yeah. story. Where there are so many games now that I play through once, I'm like, I'm good. Yep. Never see you again. Thanks well, a lot, Tales of Symphonia. Is that like the most memorable bits in Final Fantasy VI are the like interesting game qu- gameplay quirks where they, mm-hmm. you know, divert from the, the main type of gameplay, like. Uh, I mean, going into the the Narsh cave when you do the security checkpoint. Oh yeah, and you got to pass all that stuff. Like that's really cool. And the 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 battles with the Mughals in the beginning, and then when you're on Narsh later on. Um, I mean, that's that what always the, stands the, out. The minecart ride, the minecart ride, uh, the opera house. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was my. <clears throat> when are we going to talk about that? By well, the way, well, we can, we can bring that up now because Corey. <laughs> um, Put the picture of the what? I looking at the picture. I thought it was like a bride with a bridal bouquet. 
But then at thinking about it, because he, he, he put on, you know, here's a spoiler for our next episode, but it was Celis in her opera house dress, right? Yeah. Uh, like a like an updated current It's from the anthology uh, the anthology CGI video oh, okay. that goes along with that. That's right. Okay. Well, I forgot they did those. Probably a good contrast. Probably you probably know more about the than I do about the contrast between say the um, the original North American version and the anthology release in terms of the opera scene. I well, yeah. No well, uh, oh, okay. Well, um, I was reading up for this episode and the key contrast was because uh, the technology wasn't existent because of memory space on the the um, the ROM, the ROMs or whatever. Um, that they had to use like a synth voice for Celis when she's singing during oh, yeah. the opera scene, and then I think for the anthology, if I was reading correctly, I mean I'm just going off my my memory, which is spotty. Um, that they actually were able to use a real voice and an orchestra to mm. actually play that. I mean, I, I I've cool. never tried it, and it would be interesting to right. see a YouTube video of it or something like that, but. I think that's what they were saying, that there was a lot of little things, be, uh, say, namespace. I oh, think right. that's part of the reason why they changed the name Stragus to Strago. Um, there was another thing that they, they changed from the uh, between the anthology and the original release in 94 in North America was uh, how they changed. They, they were uh, kind of anti-Christian like, sentiment for the release, so they changed the spell Holy... Which was in a lot of prior games, yeah, to yeah. prior Final Fantasy games to Pearl, Pearl, and then uh, the original, the the Japanese Siren, oh in yeah, Esper was basically naked Nude, in the bottom yeah. half. I did see that <laughs> recently, and then and then the '94 release had uh, the, there was a Japanese which was she was completely naked, and then the '94 uh, North American release which she was, like, really clothed. There was a little skin showing, but mm-hmm. not much. And then they kind of got a, a compromise for the anthology because yeah. they're like, uh, our tar- I would feel that the target audience got older. Yeah. Because the people that would have gotten the anthology been you and I. Yeah, and, sure. People have played it through right. it before. So that was kind of interesting, those little... because And it's really fun, like weird to think about because we just envision games almost having infinite amount of program- programmable space. Right. Um, I, I mean, there is limitation, I'm sure, but um, for us, it's like, oh my gosh, how can games graphically get any better? Right, yeah. And, and looking back on that, we're like, man, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? Oh, that's right. You know, <laughs> it's, it's interesting, though, that the siren thing was such an issue because I... I can't stop thinking about the stupid Esper human mating scene. Oh yeah, yeah. that that still like the stands dance. out to me. It's so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awkward. <laughs> For those that don't know, it's just this scene. Um, it's not really a cut scene because it's all in game, but uh, it's this Esper and this human, and they're talking about coexisting. Tara's parents. Yeah, uh, Tara's parents. They're talking about coexisting, and um, the the human says, "Oh, it's not possible," and then. The Esper's like, how do we know unless we try? And then there's two blue sparkles on the screen that kind of swirl around each other and then finally meet up and clink, and then there's a little sparkle that comes out. <laughs> Wait, that's not how babies are made? <laughs> well, it's close. We could, we could describe it. Um, Will, please describe to me the mating process of humans and Esper's. I'm going to pass it off to Eric. Do Esper's have sex organs? Yeah. Multiple. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> must must be. But it's funny, but when you think about some of the uh, the espers in general, because um, a lot of them are taken from various mythologies. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say a lot of them um, are like Norse Odin? mythology, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which you know is one of the Nordic gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Odin Allfather. Mm-hmm. 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 For all those out there, and uh, who else? What, what, uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> no, there's, oh, a lot, there's a lot of them. Yeah, well, Odin. There's, there's a lot of references. There's Ragnarok. so many references to mythologies. Car- oh, Carbuncle right. was Ragnarok. one of Ragnarok. Right. Who's the, the Carbuncle was the warthog, right? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. See, I never used the you can Carbuncle use, was a whale. You can use the espers as a, abilities in battle. Right. Um, I just never do it. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I'd be like, interesting to go through them the all. The summon. Yeah. You mean something basically like a summon. Well, yeah. So yeah, it would be really interesting to see if there's any. Uh, mythological links to their I mean because but as we all know that everything has some sort of reference because you can even make arguments that say uh, like Star say Star Wars for example was based on the movie John Carter well the the books of John Carter I think is what I heard really that movie John Carter that's out right now I think that there was an original like sci-fi novel that talked about that Martian space um so that's kind of interesting. But, you know, and then say for the Lord of the Rings stuff, you could talk about, uh, what was it, uh, that ancient uh, Nordic story about, oh, uh, God, Beowulf. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's the Beowulf story, blah, blah, blah. It's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> well, Beowulf is built into Final Fantasy Tactics. Which is awesome. Which, by the way, there's rumors that Final Fantasy 2 is the um, Squaresoft announcement, or Final like Fantasy a- Tactics 2. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're having a big announcement on March 30th. It's like their 25th anniversary or something like that. Oh. As long as they kept the gameplay kind of the same. Yeah. With well, good gra- like really good graphics. That's according to IGN, though. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Um, I-, I wanted to say, after I discovered that I like this game, <laughs> um, if you are a PS uh, Gold or Plus, whatever it is, subscriber, they have, as part of their Spring Fever sale, a lot of the Final Fantasy games are on sale on there for six ninety nine. Oh, sweet. That's a pretty um, good deal, too. For Origins, mm-hmm. Tactics, Final Fantasy five, six, seven, eight, nine. 6, um, Yeah. And there's a couple other ones that I've never heard of. Vagrant Story. Dissidia. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dissidia Final Fantasy? That's Final PSP Fantasy game. Tactics, The War of the Lions. Yeah, it's that's the, the updated PSP one. Yep. iPhone version. Okay. And the Final Fantasy IV Complete Collection Digital, which that one's twenty ninety nine. Wow. I think they did a sequel for that, actually. Okay. It's called, like, The After Years or something like that. So, hmm. Yeah. So is it I, only the story that you like a lot about it? Or, I mean, what's compelling? I'm not that far into it. Well, uh, okay. Yeah, I like the story. You're just kind of you just kind in the story so far. L- did, did the moment when you're in Figaro and Kafka comes and burns everything... And then you jump on the chocobos and run away. Did you think that was cool? Yeah, I remember being a kid and thinking that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> well, the music—it's like great. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Oh yeah, I liked the music in it too. The music's great. I like the music. Yeah, That's which cool. is talking about the the whole opera house theme. Yeah, uh, you're just like in the moment and Celis's theme plays. Well, which is which is kind of what I like about the the game in general. There's those little moments where it goes from basically this political faction trying to accomplish a, a goal to like. People actually being human with little each other. character bits, right? Yeah. Character. That, bits. that was one of my notes: is that how effortlessly the characters are built in that game? Right. They just drop stuff in. So, like, uh, I mean, we were talking about Shadow earlier, mm-hmm. and like the dream sequences with mm-hmm. Shadow. I mean, it's just so powerful because it doesn't give you enough 
to have the whole picture. Yeah. But it gives you enough to where you're like, huh, this is probably where this is yep. going. And it's not stuff you necessarily discover playing through the game. They don't hand feed it to you. No, not at all. I mean, there's, a, there's a lot of secrets in this game that you, it, like, in a normal playthrough, if you didn't look for this stuff, you would never come across it. And that's what made it such a compelling game when you were young because you, you – th- thirsted for more there wasn't yeah. the internet to discover like this stuff about these characters and all these cutscenes. you found it all on your own yeah. or conversations with friends at school or exactly whatever. yeah like i have no i had no idea gogo existed for my first playthrough right yeah. it's it's such a reward like tomorrow you're, you're rewarded by exploration mm-hmm. and a lot of games don't have that feeling anymore because a you're just going to find out everything you need to know on the internet yeah you know or uh, or they just hand it to you and you know there's no there's no exploration on your own right. to discover that kind of like yeah. think of like Gao's father. <laughs> yeah. Really? Like, you would have never... So, I mean, there, there's hints at it, so if right. you want to pursue it, you can. Um, but you don't have to. You're not to. forced you, to you, complete You could never know, yeah. But and, and I think one of your listeners talked about how, you know, you reminisced about the old days where the best ending or the, the best playthrough of a game was based on how well or how often you played the game, not, not based on yeah. how much money you spent on downloadable content. Yeah. That's another thing, which yeah. is another story. Whole other ball day. of wax. I, I also like that the game is difficult. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's going to be difficult. I've died a couple of times. I died when I um, I just got Sabin. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy you fight there? Starts with a V. Vargas. Uh, Vargas. Yeah. He beat me the Duncan first time. Duncan's son. Yeah. yeah. That's the guy. Yeah. yeah. The, no, He's if, a dick. If, 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 it if, was a prick. If it's <laughs> your first time playing through and, like, yeah, you don't know all the tricks and stuff. Yeah, it's a well, really I don't know any of the tricks. exactly. It's a really hard game. Who would yeah. you relate like Vargas to? Say in like a an MMA as an MMA <laughs> MMA guy. He's a prick. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Bisbing. There you go, <laughs> Eric. Which one catch ca- cast the magic wind spell? <laughs> Who does that? Oh, Rashad Evans. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't he, patronize me, he's Corey. He's also a big prick. <laughs> you uh, got sad, but you don't even know how to do uh, the blitzes in the first battle. Either. I did a blitz. Did you know how to do it when you're fighting Vargas? Oh, no. Yeah. Not until it tells you. That makes it much more difficult. Oh, it does tell you? Yeah. yeah. It told me how to do it. Was that... Was if it, it hadn't, I don't know if right, it Right, yeah. Be. Was that in the 94 version? That's, see, that's... I don't yeah. remember. I might... Because I have the 94 on, say, an emulator, but... <coughs> that is one tough But I still have the disc. I still have the, the original... Backup. Back, yeah, That's just, another, like people complain about Sabin. They're like, he's not a top four character. Why would you bother building him up? And I'm like, are you kidding me? He does so much damage. Bum rush. They, they talk about his defenses and stuff like that. Oh. Like later on, his defenses are really weak, and it starts to show in some big battles. And I'm just like, huh? You can beat the game with a really crappy party. Well, if that's you want. that. That's the thing. I mean, it. Yeah, the game's tough if you you've never played it before. But at the same time, like late game, you know, if you know your party and know what your spells do, and like, yeah, yeah. you don't need. Or have Super a lot tough. of potions. These people are talking. Yeah, these people want all your characters to do nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine damage every turn. Yeah, it's and not necessary. It's it's think. really not necessary. I think it takes away from it too. It takes away of, from the challenge of right. Yeah, it's it's like a cult be, that these yeah. people are in. Yeah. It's insane. So, okay, so you're part of it, Corey. I'm just entertained by. It. I think it's awesome. Like <laughs> I'm part of the cult because I was reading all this stuff and I'm like, yeah, I got to do that. Oh, I got to do that too. But then <laughs> after a while, I'm like, why do I need to do that? He's just I, one that, step away from drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, me. <laughs> I'm really close. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that's really interesting. So that'd be kind of a cool thing to go around and say like the top four characters for everybody. I mean, it'll be kind of hard for Eric since you're not that far. Since I only but... know like four of them. <laughs> so they'll be your top four. Come on. <laughs> At least you don't just know three. Real quick, Corey, before we, if we do that, what, when you're reading online, what was, like, the top party to make? 
I couldn't really find a straight answer. A lot of people liked uh, Terra, um, even though Realm has the highest basic um, base magic power, believe it or not. Uh, but if you're smart if ahead of time, if you plan for that ahead of time, you can equip Terra with the Zone Seek Esper, and by the time yeah. you get Realm, her magic power will be higher than Realm's. Right. I hated both but, those characters. But Terra, if you use Terra, Terra's Morph, which basically doubles her magic power, she's she's pretty badass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, How do you get the Morph to stay for longer than 10 seconds? I don't know. It's after what happens is, you know how she's kind of like struggling with herself after she leaves that town initially? Yeah. Uh, when she goes back to fight Foonbaba? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Foonbaba. Foonbaba. No, she stays. That's right. Yeah, the yeah. first time she stays with. The yeah. Ranks. So, but you know, she she's like, it, but after a while, I think there's a point where she, I think after that fight, she starts like, it yeah. sticks. Yeah, I found it sticking, um, a lot when I played this time through. But mm-hmm. I, you're right because I can remember playing it before and it just instantly <laughs> yeah. gone. And it's like, well, yeah, what's the point by, of by the time by the time you're attacking again, it was gone already. Yeah, there's there is an algorithm for that. I'm not okay. sure what it is. But, hmm. Yeah. Well. I'd, but I didn't like. I didn't care much for Realm and, and Terra. I mean, I I don't think I cared much for Terra's green hair. I thought it was like you know, too punk punk rockerish. Which yeah, is I another. Like, thing. I like girls like that. Which is another thing. If you guys are on the message boards, she doesn't have green hair, and it's ridiculous that you would say that because the original Steel. concept art has her with blonde hair. Dumb it, was a, it was a liberty. The well, artist, the game artist. Oh, uh, and isn't that something? It's kind of like how her original Japanese name was Tina, but that wasn't exotic enough for the North Americans, so they switched it to Terra. Yeah. They can it's, shove it. It's insane. What I'd goes like to, on. You know, you know there are how so there's people in your life where you'd like to see in a dark alley. <laughs> I, Some of these people. It's basically everybody that posts <laughs> on those forums. Yeah, I, pr- I pretty much don't care about the original Japanese version of the game because I never, I never played it. Right. I, I don't only care about the North American version of the game, the it's, one that came out for Super Nintendo in 1994. Because let's I face it, those, yeah, that's what I played. That's what I grew to love. You yeah. know. That's so, my opinion. Yeah, there's those those nerds don't realize that there was probably four or five different iterations before that even came to press. So, yeah. um, you guys don't know what the uh, the artist originally thought when he was sketching it in the sketchbook. So, yeah. how can you call yourselves fans? Yeah, and at the same time, I don't buy that argument anyway. <laughs> the the characterization is um, the characterization that was in the game, not what they conceived of. Right. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like the artists are hired to provide concept art. That's it. Then so, it's edited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the 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 3D modelers or whatever you want to call them make the make the character. I yeah. mean, I don't make, know. Yeah, just want to go to those forum posters house and steal their bag of Doritos <laughs> so they cry. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I'm reading these people's comments and I'm like, I wonder who these people are and how yeah. old they are and like, is it just like a bunch of 12 year olds and I'm gonna see them and what do they do for a living? Yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. No, they're older. Yeah, yeah, they're like our age, Corey. Unfortunately. There's a lot of cool hacks and stuff, too, that people have um, done for the game. Like, hacks where you can play as General Leo and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And people basically, like, rewrite the story and make the game more oh, difficult. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that's all on YouTube. You can you can spend days watching those I videos. don't know that I would like a rewritten story. I hated that they changed the dialogue in the Game Boy Advance version of the game. Because I can pretty much, at this point, you know, not, not necessarily, like, quote all the lines. Right. But I know you, all the lines in the game. I but remember see I, it. What's you know that? it when you see it. Exactly, exactly. I, I, you know, everything, everything's very, very familiar. So when they changed it all, I was like, a lot of the classic lines that were in the sure. Super Nintendo the version version of the game were changed, and I, I did not like that one bit. Yeah, it's kind of how I felt about tactics off. when I when I got the iPhone version. Okay, and I'm like, 
who is this the bastard that uh-huh. took care of well, this? Well, the thing about tactics, though, is some of it was so poorly written. The PlayStation <laughs> version we had, and it just, sometimes it just made absolutely no sense. Yeah, that it was it was kind of a welcome change, but at the same time, I feel I you know I understand your point. But still, it's kind of like uh, you know that that. You know, food that you didn't really like when you were growing you were growing up, and you're forced yeah. to feed it when you're because it's like what your family was eating at the time. Never, never met that food, <laughs> <laughs> but but that yeah, but, but then like it when when like it's gone, you're like, huh, I haven't had you know sauerkraut in a while. <laughs> I don't know. It's I haven't just, had mom's Brussels sprouts. In yeah, a while. yeah, it's like I uh, miss them. Yeah, They're so good. It's like someone goes. I like Brussels sprouts. Oh, me, me too. too. <laughs> well, you used to be called the Veggie Smack. I was Veggie Smack when I was just. A We're probably gonna keep that going from now on. Yeah. I, I'll take that name. Corey <laughs> Veggie Smack Mirtha. So, do we yeah. want to get into our favorite parties? Is I mean, is yeah, that, yeah. Kind of I'd have to think about mine for a minute. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, I can, I can kind of go. Go for it. Um, I I always really liked the more martial arts for uh um characters say sabin and shadow mm-hmm. uh, even though cyan. Sh- uh, cyan i really like cyan because of his quad slash um sabin because of his bum rush ability later on yeah that's really helpful um but he his fire dance was great for multi yeah. multi and his mantra was yeah his mantra was for healing um but it was just he was kind of i know and i kind of like i always was uh has soft spot because I know it's kind of like to be kind of not I wouldn't say lesser brother but the younger brother that you're kind of uh, overlooked or you know mm-hmm. not not necessarily overlooked but um, overlooked I'd say yeah overlooked well it, my I was always told be seen and not heard crispy <laughs> um, but yeah I'd say those two Shadow and Seven <laughs> uh, I probably should do a little bit more of that for this podcast <laughs> um, Shadow Sabin uh, Edgar because of his tools. Uh, chainsaw. His, yeah, chainsaw. If getting that, you remember the chainsaw code, right? Oh I just God. did it. I remember it like it's yesterday. What what is it, Corey? Six ten fifty. There you go. Mm-hmm. So that's for everybody who hasn't gotten to the, the clock yet. Eric, Eric. Remember that time. Six, I'm gonna six, remember that. Are you 50. kidding me? Iru Del Quasi. What's that? that from? I have no idea. The world is square for the uh the experience egg in Daryl's tomb. <sighs> Wait, so I'll get a chainsaw if I put that code in at the clock? It's the yep. world is square. The world is square, yeah. Yeah. But you have to do it backwards. All right, yeah. Iroh Del Ro Quasi, I think All is right. it. Um, but, yeah, and then who was the fourth? I think it was Locke mm-hmm. because of capture. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would barely use, say, Umaro, Mog, Strago, Realm. Here's, uh, here's a, just to jump in there. Um, somebody was – that's actually the post I was reading, the best all-around party, and nobody really had a straight answer. But one guy's like, if you want to be super badass like me – you can solo. You can do Kafka's Tower with um, three characters, one, one, one-person party because you have three parties. Mm-hmm. Um, Gao in one party, Gogo in another party, and Umaro. Oh my in god! Another party. <laughs> and he did Kafka's Tower like that. Really? Oh my yeah. god! Umaro. Yep. Who would feed him the green cherry? Can you imagine? And people had all these horror stories and like. Or like war stories, I should say, where yeah. they same came so close to death, and uh, like this cool thing happened. Oh, oh the, the desperation ability! Yeah, oh, oh we didn't talk about that. That was another cool thing. If your character's got um, oh, yeah. terminal hit points, which is, it means they're crouched and they're about to die, is it less than five percent or less than ten percent? Something like that. There's like a one in sixteen chance they'll do a desperation attack, which is like a special attack that does a ton of damage if you just use the fight command. Yeah, which is always really cool. And if it's ever happened to you when you're about to lose the battle and it you do that, doesn't happen very much. I've only seen it maybe. three <laughs> Three or four times, yeah, yeah. and it's it's it shocks you. Like, what, yeah. what the hell is that? Did that just happen? Tiger Claw, and I <laughs> yeah. won. 
Yeah. I've only ever gotten it with Sabin. But it, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you off. Yeah, no, uh, that's that's no, that's fine. I just I just was going through my what I didn't care much for. Um, and you know, Gal to an extent, he would only because you can't control him, right? I mean, th- I would say that he would have been my number f- six. Yeah, I think Celis would be number four or number five. I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, Setzer, he was cool, but his abilities pretty real. I mean, unless Setzer, you're really... I thought Setzer sucked. I think he's one yeah. of the worst. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty terrible. So he was definitely towards the bottom. But, I mean, and, and like, Gogo kind of felt like cheating a little bit. Yeah, because you could pick Gogo's abilities. Yeah. All of them. Um, but it was cool to be able to do that because, yeah. like, oh, I get, get all this power in one character. But, yeah, but I think so. I'd definitely say uh, Sabin, Shadow. Cyan and Edgar were, uh, and, uh, were usually my top four, and then you know switching in Locke and maybe mm-hmm. Shadow, right? Dependent. Yeah. If you know how to use Gao, he can be pretty handy. Knew it, know what his as long as you just do. Yeah, get the get the right <clears throat> attack, which is another big topic of conversation. Time consuming as hell. Yeah. Um. I guess one of the best ones you can get is Stray Cat, which you get really early on, uh, and it just does it a lot of. Da- it's just a physical attack that does a lot of damage. Huh. He was doing like. 4,000 damage for me right into the world of Ruin with this Cat Scratch ability. I and never use that. There's another, uh, if you use the Rhinoch, Rhinoch, Rhinoch uh-huh. uh, Rage, it casts Life 3, which, I mean, you get that in the world of balance. Right. That's really easy, or really early way to use Life 3. And there's no magic. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't take that. magic points. Wow. So yeah, if you know what they do, there's there's some pretty handy ones. Wow. Hmm. But other than that, Gao sucks because you can't control him. Yeah, and you never know when when you're going to need gonna him to do, do something. Yeah. So who's going to go next on there? I'll go. I always I always use Locke. Locke, I mean, is my favorite video game character of all time. So I would always have him, uh, usually with the Genji glove. And what's offering? Offering. So he would get eight attacks, and I'd just give him the best swords. Mm-hmm. Same with me. Um, pair do. of those two. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of defense, but he does a ton of damage with that. So. I'd have him. I always remember having Edgar because of the tools, um, especially the chainsaw for uh, single enemy and the cross auto crossbow for multiple enemies. Yeah. And then I kind of pepper in Sabin and Celis. I mean, depending on the situation, I mean, I'd always have those two characters, but I would pepper in Sabin and Celis. I would use Go-Go because of the picking the abilities because you can have, you know, Tool, bl- blitz. blitz. And yeah, exactly. Steel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't. I never really use Mog. I never really use uh, Gao because, you know, you, you can't control Mog either after, right? After Mog starts a dance. Yeah, but he doesn't do it indefinitely. I think he does it, like, a few turns, and then he'll and then, stumble or something. Okay. I thought that was just a missed attack. Mm, no, no, he stumbles. Yeah. Right, but then, that was just it, a missed attack, right? And then it, then it changes. Oh, it you stops? Can, yeah, you okay. can change it. Yeah, I couldn't remember, couldn't remember that. But do you know what's actually a pretty – I mean, I remember – like kind of playing with my bad characters and Strago actually his his like major lore mm-hmm. his grand train or whatever yeah that's pretty sweet ability but. yeah he has to get killed by something in order to pick up his ability right is yeah. that how it works? or he has to has to be cast it has on to be him. cast on him oh, he doesn't have to him. die yeah if he dies I don't think he learns it okay that makes sense yeah but yeah sorry to interrupt that's fine don't let it happen again <laughs> I'm just kidding I'll self-flagellate later oh god <laughs> let me think here ah. Uh, 
I would use Solace if I was fighting someone that used a lot of magic just so she could absorb it all. Yeah. You know, especially in the in the beginning when you're fighting people that have good magic and your hit points are low and you really can't cure yourself as quickly as like like Kafka when you're doing the the Narsh battle. Right, exactly. Cast, like, exactly. Bio and stuff. Yep. Um use Celis to absorb that. Uh, I never I don't think I use Cyan all that much. Yeah. But yeah, mo- also always Edgar and Locke. I, right. And then depending on the situation, I would pepper in different people. I'm not impressed by your lack of respect for Cyan. He's, <laughs> he's a Chevalier he's the, mal- the retainer malfunct. to the Lord of Dome. I mean, I like the character. I just didn't never used him that much. And his, he had a sweet song. Oh yeah. Do do do. I can't wait until I know all these characters. Good stuff. And their songs. Do do do. Anyway, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, Locke always ended up being my healer. I think part of it was the role play aspect because of Rachel. Yeah, and wanted to protect. And I kind of, I always gave Locke the Phoenix Esper to learn. Life three, mm-hmm. because um, if you didn't know how to beat the the magic guy in the the magic tower, otherwise you had to have life three because he'd always cast Ultima at the end and mm-hmm. kill everybody in your party. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and life three would bring you back to life after you died. Yeah, if you cast life three on a character before they were dead, once they died, they'd come back to life. So I'd always give it to him, and just for whatever reason, he always used to just end up being my healer. But it'd be him. I mean, it'd always be Sabin and like Edgar and. Uh, fill in the blank for the other person. A lot of times I do shadow and get his magic block up because when he blocks, interceptor mm-hmm. comes and yeah. attacks. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? Which is awesome. <laughs> Plus, yeah. if, I mean, shadow's nice because if you get powerful weapons to throw, it does a lot of damage. Right. Well, even even the the shurikens and the yeah. the upgraded shuriken, the water they do a, they do a ton of damage. Wa- yeah. Water skiing. Yeah, and, and the fire skiing. the invis edge. You throw the invis edge, and everybody in your party is invisible. Yeah. Which is a great no ability. magic. Or is it just? Is it just? Shadow. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been a while since I did that. Yeah, well, you're right. But yeah, that's that's usually what I, I. Yeah, I never, I never really use like Terra. I never even really use Celis or Gao or Strago or Realm or Gogo Umaro. Yeah, they were just. It was fun to get. Yeah, Gogo and Umaro are just those guys that you feel obligated to get to do everything mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, Umaro was funny because he was like, he was basically Mog's bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Mog tells him how it's gonna be. Yeah. Laid the smackdown on that. Yeah, but that no. Speaking of Mog, that's one that a lot of people say is a really good character to use. Mm-hmm. Really, just because of his his starting stats and mm. the, the ability to equip the good uh, equip the good armor that he can equip and his Moogle charm. Yeah, and can't he do the like the throw like the wing edge and stuff so he can be in the back row and do first row oh, damage? Oh yeah, yeah. I think he can do that. Oh yeah, Maybe, he I does. could be wrong to protect against physical attacks. Yeah, I mean they're halved if you're in the in the back. That's pretty handy. Yeah. I just didn't... He looked kind of smug. Smug. Yeah, I didn't care much for his, his overall demeanor. Well, you can choose... Shit didn't stink, didn't he? You can yeah. choose the gold hairpin instead of Mog. Oh, right. Remember that? Oh, what you the, go up that... To pick... The lone wolf, the lone pickpocket. Lone wolf, the pickpocket, yeah. That guy was a dick. He yeah, was he was. Dick. Made you choose between life and a really good item. Oh, you'll never get this gold hairpin. Don't you get another one, though? Yeah, another you can get couple. a few of them, I think. Yeah. So I always would save the little bastard, but <laughs> it's kind of like a pet you don't like. Yeah, see, I like I, I never used him until this most recent playthrough. I'm, I'm using him, and because he thought he was so cool because he was dancing and he was kind of like he. I felt like he was like the Ewok of the Final Fantasy VI game. Yeah, that's probably where they uh, influence. 
Yep. Inspiration. Yep. Chop, chop, chop. So. Were, was that the first game that Moogles were in? Um, I don't think so. Was, was I don't five? Re- I don't remember playing the other one. I don't remember anything about Final mm. Fantasy 2. I think I think they were in like five or three or something. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah, but they were like kind of like references. They weren't really playable. You're right. It might be in the first time you could actually play. Yeah, have, have a Moogle in your party. A Moogle. A Google, yeah, Moogle, yeah. Okay. What's your party, Will? Um, I would use mainly Celeste, Shadow, and Locke. Uh, for the most part, and then I would use either like Savin, Cyan, Terra. I'd switch out the fourth one mainly. Uh, I used everybody pretty much though. Yeah, I always tried to level everybody because you know if you have some bad luck with your bat your party at the beginning of the last battle. Yeah, you yeah. know you got to fill it in with characters that you n- never play as. You're not going to do that well. You so. can get Ultima if you get high enough. Yeah, yeah with Terra. No, with everybody. Oh, yeah. everybody. Learns I forgot what level it was. Uh, it's like in the 90s, or like close to the 90s. I remember I got everybody up to 99 because I was that guy. Um, and I'm like, wait a minute. I got, he doesn't have the Esper that gives you Ultima on. Yeah. Don't they? <laughs> yeah, that's, I just teach all the characters all the magic, too. Like, that was a goal of mine. Yeah. You know, yep. It's like. And you'll find that's kind <clears throat> of like where you start not mining the uh, the random battles, Eric. Yeah, that's is, what I figured. Is when you have learning abilities magic. and mm-hmm. stuff. And, and it's always like a gold mine where you're like, oh, I finally got the random battle that gets the guy with the ten magic points yeah. as the reward. It's, there's a certain island that has that. You'll find that yep. island out. That's, that's where sure. I always went. The Triangle Island? Well, don't speak of it. It means oh. nothing to me. Yeah. It's like speaking Spanish. <laughs> Actually, more like French. Yeah. Comment allez-vous? Comme si, comme ça? Okay. Exactly. I have a few questions. Yeah, go for it. Is, what? Is the... Eric, you actually played this part. Um, hey. is, is the man outside... Remember when you um, you have everybody and you're on your way to the Returner Cave mm-hmm. before you get Sabin mm-hmm. and you stop at that little shack mm-hmm. where Sabin yeah. had the flowers and stuff like that and that guy's there. Is that Duncan? No, I don't think so. It's a different sprite than is Duncan yeah. in the World of Ruin. So it's right. not Duncan. I don't think it is either. No, no I think it's just like a creepy guy just kind of you know how those guys just kind of show up sometimes yeah why do you think it's not duncan eric <laughs> i didn't get that impression didn't get that impression well i, I, I think know who duncan is well thank you I, I i mean that's the impression that they want to give that it's not him but there's been times where i suspected that it might be i don't know uh, i've suspected it i see what you're saying i think you're both delusional <laughs> all right here's another question i have um so right when you're in the returner hideout and before you get on the raft, Locke is sent to go and slow down the Empire in South Vergaro. Mm-hmm. But when he gets there, he does none such thing and just leaves. Kind of bugged me. Wait, what? Any of you guys? He's sent. He's sent to South Vergaro. Right. Um, before, as part, his scenario is to go to South uh, Vergaro to slow down the Empire. Yeah. Right. But he doesn't really do anything like that. No, you're right. He just tries to leave. Well, do you, could you make the argument that his, him getting Celis? to work against the Empire <laughs> is, like, ultimately slowing down the Empire. Well, yeah, but he he didn't do anything overtly. Right. right. He didn't, like, take a, a Magitech armor and take the, the the bolt out of the leg joint or something. Exactly. That would have been something. Yeah. I see what you mean. That's the, the point. This is just me playing through my critical playthrough. Like, yeah. that, didn't, that didn't... 
Um, I like uh, I like to think he did his work already. Then you play with him. That's true. That's another possibility too. But again, I, it would have been fun to like actually do something. You know? He was yeah. just a lazy thief. He was. He was lazy <laughs> treasure hunter. Uh, another question I had: Why doesn't the poison bother Cyan at Doma once yeah. Kefka poisons? It's him in that sentry sentry dude. Maybe it's because he's an alcoholic and, and he doesn't drink water. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> I don't know. I'll... Have you seen his mustache? Does yeah. he have a mustache? Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. Mustache. In his concept art, he's old as balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. He's like the old man besides Strago. He's like a grizzled old samurai. Well, that's the point. I think he's supposed to be like an old family man where everybody else is kind of like the young upstarts. Right. He's like, wait a minute, guys. I'm the retainer to the realm of Doma. Um, every time Locke brought up his grandmother, kind of took me out of it. My grandma told me stories about the boo 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 He did? He says that a couple times. Oh, about the ma- the War of the oh, Magi? Yeah. The War of the Magi, and then there's another instance that came up. Why did that take you out? Yeah. It was just so, it was just out of nowhere. Like, I never met his grandma, you know? I don't know, it just well, well, Do you think people it was just hear, trying to... Yeah. yeah, people hear from... But it came up like twice, that. like, my grandma, and then later on, my grandma. It's supposed to show that he's a family man, and he loves his grandma? God, he, they could have just said, I've heard, oh. dot, 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 a dude, dude, There dude, was dude. an old crazy guy in the village that used to talk about that. Exactly. Um, okay, so Setzer is uh, said he. It said that he's the owner of the world's only airship before you recruit him. Yet the Empire has all sorts of flying machines. Mm-hmm. They do. You're attacked by the yeah. You're attacked by the Imperial Air Force. Oh yeah. On your way to the floating continent. Yeah, more like airplanes though, right? Yeah, it's not an airship. Yeah, but still, it's it. I just didn't. It's a rigid These are a stretch. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah, no, no. I, <laughs> still I see my your favorite point. Game, but it's just little pulling out little things, well, little pl- imperfections. Plus, in the world of ruin, you get the airships. So Maybe it's he's, not the world's only airship. Yeah. Maybe he's the only private owner. It could be, and he yeah, also—that's that's another one of my complaints. He worked for the Empire before you recruit him. Oh, yeah. He says the Empire's made me extremely rich, yeah. but at the same time, uh, he's such a pushover. He's so quick to join the Returners. He's right. unhappy. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I, I think he was just kind of, I mean, he probably was kind of apolitical. They were the first ones to yeah, approach Yeah, but there's him. not really any incentive for him to help the returners, you know? If the Empire is making him so rich. They're using him th- for his airship. Well, plus I think it was well, yeah, kind of, but he's a gambler. Yeah. It's kind of like gamble. the risk. But no, I don't get me wrong. I, I kind of see where you're going where he was... Uh, you know, you don't get a lot of character development out of him. No, other than the Daryl stuff when you're yeah. in the world of Rome. But still, that's kind of, like, brief. And even before that, like, he's in the tavern. He's like, no, I'm done. I give up. And they're like, oh, come on. You can come. And he's like, all yeah, right, man. fine. <laughs> Let's go. All right. This will be great. Exactly. And it's like, all right. Whatever. No, I agree. I think there was a lot. There was probably some. One interesting. Dan actually ran upstairs. But one interesting thing I wanted. Oh, no, he's here. One interesting thing I wanted to bring up is why. Why does everyone think Celis is the spitting image of Sabin? I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna. I was almost really impressed with you. Yeah. No, because <laughs> because when you're in the world of ruin and she's walking around, um, people are like, "Oh, oh, you," and they're like, "Oh, no, I'm sorry, you're the spitting image of this other guy." A few different people say it. I, I vaguely remember that. It's it, yeah. There's at least three or four NPCs that say, "Oh, you, you, you spit an image." Are you trying to say maybe there's are, they're related? That's what I'm thinking. Like like Salus is an illegitimate child. That's of... what I'm thinking. 
of the Figaro family. And yeah. let's not say the Figaros were quote unquote allied with the Empire. But they were uh the rumors were also that the Empire poisoned King Figaro. Yeah. Yeah, I picked that up in, in my playthrough. Yeah, I never picked that up. Before, yeah, because but... Sabin was really pissed off that mm-hmm. they were allies with the Empire and the the yeah. Empire supposedly poisoned Allegedly. King Figaro. Poisoned King Figaro. Yeah. So I wonder if there's some you know, maybe something that wasn't fully pl- fleshed out or maybe. something they wanted to hint at for losers like us to talk about in a podcast <laughs> 17 years later. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I, well, but the thing is, but that's the, the thing about the storyline, though. It's the, the whole story development, it's a good story compels you to talk about it. That's why, I mean, I haven't beaten Mass Effect 3 yet, but isn't that kind of why you want games to be somewhat controversial in some, some aspects because mm-hmm. it endears you to them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. sure because I have no feelings about you know modern warfare. Why would you? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> no feelings. It only at took all. you like three and a half hours to beat. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> right. But there's so much. So I, I can't even tell you how many games. I've had meals that took me longer to beat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had a pun in my head, but I decided not to say it. All right, <laughs> all right. What, what else you got, Corey? Uh, a couple. Or actually, just one other little one. Um, why doesn't Edgar just tell Celis and Sabin his plan when you're in the world of Rune and he's undercover? Do you think he just wanted uh, to to have his his because you, you some people are really bad actors or really bad at keeping a secret, mm-hmm. so it'd be kind of written all over their faces. Be like, oh yeah, Jared. <laughs> You know, <laughs> oh Jared, you're so quippy. Because he, he he does say that he wants he he doesn't want to like betray the trust of the thieves because they were they were helping him uh-huh. get back to Figaro. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe maybe it's like Chris says, and you know, he just didn't want any there chance. to be any 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 trace of he's actually Edgar. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nobody was fooled. That. They just changed the, the color of his jacket. Yeah, they to purple. Made him look a little more emo. Yeah. Some darker hair. Lives in Williamsville. Yeah. <laughs> Williamsburg. Williamsburg. Yeah, Williamsburg, New York. But I'm sure oh. Williamsville sucks just as bad. Yep. <laughs> the only other, uh, I mean, little note I had was the the whimsy of the game. You know, for for it being the the dark kind of game that it was, there was a lot of, and I put in parentheses after that the Siegfried. Mm-hmm. Just like little stuff, little touches like that. The Siegfried and the Siegfried? Yeah. Sieg- mm-hmm. and, and then uh, Siegfried says later on at the Coliseum that there's an imposter. Yep. And when, yeah, he's like, "There's don't be fooled, there's an imposter who's trying to Yeah, because you, don't you beat him in one hit or something? Yeah. Z- Siegfried. Siegfried, yeah. Yeah. On the That's ghost right. train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he tries to take your treasure. He yeah. does he take does your does treasure. treasure. Yeah. And I wondered if there was ever a way to get it. I don't know. Yeah, there, I don't think there is. But God, I really wanted to beat the living hell out of Lone I know. Wolf. Well, well, him too. That's another one. Yeah, and, and then, then Typhon. Yeah, uh, Mister Shupan. Well, right. Well, in the ja- I'm sorry, the Japanese. I was reading the, the wiki. <laughs> I was reading. Uh, that. Well, uh, you're an idiot. You can beat him. Then you can beat him. There is <laughs> to beat him. You have to get your speed high enough to attack before him, and you have to make that attack count. Why do you have to destroy my world? I, this is the perception people, I had. These people destroyed my world. That's what I'm saying. It's almost like trippy to yeah. see some of the stuff that people are doing. It's kind of like the wool being ripped out from over your eyes. Yeah. Hmm. It's like a psychedelic drug. Yeah. 
because you've always known it to be this way. And then when somebody changes it, it's like, wait, you can you can get through the guard in Figaro without ever rescuing Celis? I'm going to eternal sunshine my brain. Get <laughs> Completely eliminate Final Fantasy VI from it. I feel like I need to. I don't know. It's killing me. It's, that, that's, oh. Dan. What? Hold me. <laughs> I will. Later. Thanks, buddy. Hey, I'll, I, do, I'll do it now. I have nothing else Thanks. to add to the okay. conversation. I don't know. Yeah, we're almost at two hours, so. Oh, wow. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and be right back right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 36 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. Before the break, we talked very long form about Final Fantasy VI. It was a very pleasurable conversation. I enjoyed every single second of it. It deserved every... It does, because I still love that game. From what I can see, Corey's still got wood over there. (laughs) Yep. That's just from my angle, though. But anyway... um, That's because I was talking about Jennifer Aniston during the break. (laughs) True. And Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, she's just donkey a witch. Which, hot took donkey it, witch. which took it down to half chub. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, on to feedback. Um, this is from Travis Iker, who is carrying feedback again. So thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Travis. Thank you for that, thank Travis. You. We appreciate it. I appreciate it, too. Uh, it says, first off, I'm glad to hear that your coworker is actually doing her job as a parent by educating herself and knowing what her kids can and can't play. As a parent of four girls, the oldest two are 13, then eight, an eight and a six-year-old. Each kid is different as because, and it's a parent's job to know what their kids can and can't handle. For example, I let my twins play Gears of War uh, with me because they know in real you shouldn't chainsaw people in half. I'm not saying every 13-year-old is mature enough to have this game, but I know mine are. However, my 8-year-old is watching me play UFC. She tends to want to try and choke out her younger sister. (laughs) So guess what? I don't let her watch violence on TV or in video game format. Personally, I'm all for labeling content of games, but if parents don't take an interest in what their kids are doing and what their kids are doing and the time to educate themselves, it doesn't do any good. Yeah. Exactly. Peter Pan's got kids. Bravo, sir. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And it re- like, really, I feel like more than ever kids are, or parents are giving their kids game consoles to babysit them and, and don't care what they're, yeah, what they're it. playing, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because huh. I think as a parent, I would be more likely to let my kid play gears of war, which is science fiction, than play like call of duty because call of duty is, a little close Mario. to home. Yeah, yeah, a battlefield. It's like current soldiers and stuff shooting each other, you know? Whereas, you know, something sci- sci-fi, science fiction-y. What? Excuse me, Dan. Did yes. you... Did you? Are you inferring that parents actually have to parent? 
Yeah, That's no. the government's job, Dan. Crazy. Come on. Yeah, don't you know that they have to legislate that? God. That's what it comes down to. It comes from an executive order, yeah. whether <laughs> it's constitutional or not. They have to legislate a timeout for your child. <laughs> <laughs> they then they then they have to debate whether how how long that timeout is. It has to clear bureaucracy, right? And then once they figure it out, your kid's like forty. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then by the time that kid's forty, then it's irrelevant again. So. <laughs> yeah. But good stuff. Yeah, we but we agree, Travis. I mean, I, I feel the same way. And she, you know, my my coworker, um, I think it was her thirteen year old that wanted to play Mass Effect. And yeah, if she didn't think he would handle the the sexuality of it, yeah, I mean, at least she cared enough to look into it. You know, yeah, yeah. It doesn't happen that much nowadays. Yeah, might so. I remind people that violence doesn't necessarily get beget violence. Look at Gandhi. I'm not sure what you mean, but I'll agree with you. But what, what I'm saying is, is that uh, it does not everything is monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely not. That's the, that's basically the long and the short of it. But no. it's, uh, but because here's the thing: they're they're going to be you can't control environments. You know, there's always like I said. I think when I was here last time, there was always that one kid that. Oh, right. says, oh, here's the Playboy that I stole from yeah, my dad. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. it's like on his phone. Hey, this is the porn site I got on my iPhone. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it, yeah, if somebody's going to be violent, they're going to be violent. Right. You know? There's predisposition. And, and I keep reading those freaking articles that said, oh, the last thing a uh, teen who shot up school did was played a video game. And it's what, like, what uh, teen doesn't play video games right. nowadays? Yeah, exactly. Everybody plays video games. Yeah. Well, we said that. It's like, oh, he probably took a pee before, too. Are we going to outlaw Taking away. Yeah. I mean, what about that guy who was? And supposed his parents to... haven't spoke to him for the last week. Right. Right. Oh yeah, that, no one hugged him for the past ten years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's kind of like when before there was video games and the guy who uh, who shot Reagan or, or uh, um, what's his face Lee from Harvey Oswald. No, no, from the Beatles. <laughs> John, John Lennon. John Lennon. Uh, you read Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> so they right. banned Catcher yeah. in the Rye uh, for what exactly? Yeah. It's kind of like the South Park episode. They're like. Really? This crap got banned? <laughs> so what? He says shit a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the whole episode the episode of South Park, Good Times of Weapons, when you know Cartman pretends thinks he's invisible and is sneaking naked across the stage <laughs> and they get mad about seeing a naked kid as opposed to uh, Butters getting the ninja star in the eye. Hey, hey let's go, King Kaizu. Come on, everybody, protect my boss. So good. I mean, because people focus on the wrong things. Right? That, yeah, that was the that was the theme song, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the 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 anime esque theme song of that that episode. But yeah, like, but Corey, every time it's brought up on the co- podcast, and I'm like, God, we should there should be an episode dedicated to like articles, yeah, related to the psychology of video games and video gamers. Um, it's just like any media. There's Pros and cons. Some people take, say, a book or television or movie or a video game music. and run or music, and they'll they'll either do something positive with it, right, or take something very negative and do something very negative right. with it. It's the person that's broken, not the exposure to yeah. something necessarily. And, and part of the problem is people need. They need closure. They need an answer. They don't want to hear, oh, your kid was just messed up in the head. They want to hear, oh, your kid played Grand Theft Auto. It's not your fault. Was was too, a little too violent. It was somebody else's fault, even I mean, though it's your kid and you didn't Yeah, that, that's just the closure that they're they're looking for, and a lot or, of people or will, even, will accept that. Mm-hmm. Or even get them the help that they needed if you thought saw, saw that there was a problem. Right, because there's always a stigma that getting so, uh, a kid or, or any an adult even psychological help 
Yes. It's like if you have some sort of illness, say like you, you have a really high fever, you go to the doctor. Yeah. And you get there's no bad stigma, but mm-hmm. for some reason that everybody's really funny about the brain because I think it's we don't understand it. Right. Yeah. Um, Psychology. I mean, well, I have a degree. I was going it, so. to say you you would know better than than all of us because you you did psych in school. Right. So. Yeah, I mean that's we talked about that crap all the time, and it's it's like you know. So I had one psychology professor said that he was uh, doing a session with uh, a patient, and he the patient was always saying, oh, "I'm going to commit suicide." Oh, I, he attempted multiple times and failed, and finally the psych <laughs> my professor said, he goes to him, "Shit or get off the pot." Yeah, <laughs> and, and do and it the, or shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, and then the guy cleaned up his act, and he went. He, some people are just some; they're just pity bitches. They yeah. love being pity, but but still, in, in terms of psychology, there's so many. It's so vast. Yeah, and if if a video game is going to prompt you to violence, you you had it in you anyway. Yeah, there's something deeper wrong with you anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's but I mean, there but in terms of pop culture, that's. There's so much in the media right now about the case about that kid that videotaped his his roommate and all that, and it's like, right. you know, there's always that question: uh, did, was he already predisposed to that condition? He was just looking for the proper catalyst, um, which is generally a lot of times what it is: is like right. you, you grow up in a environment nobody uh, really talks talks about how a kid grow grew up or. Um, especially with kids that become violent say, sure. after playing a video game. It's like yeah. um, when he, the parents aren't going to say, well, you know, we beat him every night and his uncle Charlie molested him for five days. <laughs> you yeah, know, like they never, out, right? that doesn't come out because they're trying to, they're very protective of their, their environment. So that's why it's, I think it's a very tricky thing to say that video games are the smoking gun. Mm-hmm. That's what they're always looking for. Uh, psychology and uh, say environmentalism, in my opinion, because I have degrees in both. Uh, they're always they're still looking for the smoking gun to be considered a science, right. like a hard science. Like medicine, it was germs. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. Um, that was causing disease, and those two professions are looking for the smoking gun, and they're grasping at straws, going after video games and other entertainment media. In my opinion, so sure. Sorry, that was kind of no. That's, no, that's fine. It's fine. It's relevant. I would have cut you off if I didn't think it was relevant. Right. But, yeah. It's, <laughs> but I totally – uh, I think you guys should definitely do a, a, a podcast on basically articles related pros and co- – you know, doing – Yeah. And uh, I see your point. it's sad enough that we could just make it a regular segment, you know. Like, yeah. Here's this week's article. This, yeah, this week's <laughs> article on violence in video games. All right. Here's this batshit cra- crazy lady from England who doesn't have any children of her own, but damn it, if oh, she yeah. could tell everybody else how to raise the kids. Yeah. I hate that bitch. It's like, <laughs> God. But anyway. It's like the woman that when Mass Effect first came out, all the hubbubs around in that because of the sex scene, the woman that was on oh, yeah. the news for that. And the guy's right. like, ma'am, have you ever played Mass Effect? <laughs> and she's just like, no, of course not. It's like. Well, how can you even – she was a psychologist. Yeah. She's right. like, this is damaging to children and all that stuff. And the guy who was standing up for Mass Effect's like, have you ever played it? And she's yeah. like scoffed, like, why would I ever play that? And it's like, well, have, then you have no authority Have you even seen it. a video of the scene on YouTube? Exactly. And she's like saying all this stuff like you can you can engage in explicit sex with aliens and choose what you want to do. And the guy's like, that's just plain wrong. That's, yeah. that's not what happened. In, t- in terms of being – like I was saying, the, sci- the becoming, wanting to become a science, that is just bad science. Yeah. You're not testing all the variables to determine – what sure. the outcome would be. Right. 
um, she didn't do that, obviously. No. So uh, a lot of the the uh, Doctor Phil is another one. Hack. Yeah. Sorry, sir, you're a hack. You heard it from Chris. Entertaining. Henry. Entertaining, hack. but a big old. Ha- I mean, this is coming from a guy on a <laughs> who doesn't <laughs> practice psychology, uh, even though he has a degree in it, and is on a, a video game podcast and. His cousin's basement. <laughs> uh, what are you trying to say? Which, which, uh, no, you know, kidding. it's got thousands upon thousands of followers, but still not the same success. But it's funny that not yet. Yeah, but but the thing is, it's really funny, and it gets my gears, it grinds my gears at these hacks like Michael Bay going after the Ninja Turtles uh, uh, and and changing the back because uh, I'm a big Turtles fan. Yeah. When I, well, I was when I was growing up, so you can't mess with that. No, these these hacks are, are dominating the, the the industry, and and they have all the camera time in the world. But you know that guy, did he get as much press as that lady? I'm no, sure. Not no, at all. freaking hell! You know the guy that actually knows the game. Yeah, she needs. Uh, well, that's because people tuned in to see why Mass Effect is evil, not yeah. why it's not. She needs, as as Grandpa Marushka would say, she needs to get punched in the throat. <laughs> Yeah, right in the throat. He he would he wouldn't condone yeah. punching a woman, but I no, said the throat. People got her back pretty good because she uh, authored a book that she actually mentioned during that interview. Oh, and if fun. you go if you go to Amazon, it has like so many like five hundred some one star ratings. Oh yeah, good. Yeah. So Mass Effect fans got her back. Yep. Yeah. You know, well, obviously she doesn't know what she's talking about if she a didn't play the game or even watch a YouTube video, like I said, of the scene and see how. PG thirteen, it probably well, is. that's what people did, wrote in their reviews. They're like, I didn't even read the book, but I know it sucks. Yeah. Like basically, exactly what she did to yeah, Mass Effect. Right. Oh, so. there you go, perfect. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what really chaps. That's my asshole. that's that's one of the good things about the internet. Exactly, is you get that payback. Yeah. Right. Do you know what the book's called? Uh, I can't remember. I could. Fi- I'll find it after a while. <clears throat> Maybe we can post a link. And that's. But that's. I'm. Sh- I'm not saying she's an academic, but like people that do academic pursuits, like writing a book or something like that, they're always looking for the next hot thing and right now it seems everybody has kind of got their their scope on video yeah, games it's right. like what the hell did us nerds do yeah. sitting in our basement eating doritos leave us alone <laughs> yeah. yeah there's the the crazy uh uh you know asshole modern warfare player that goes and shoots up a school yeah um that kind of the, the the rotten apple that spoils a whole bunch yep god and then okay. someone wants to come along and shit in your cornflakes. <coughs> yeah, I don't like shit in my cornflakes. No. I like Who them does? just plain. Maybe, <laughs> a little, maybe a little, maybe a little sprink, <laughs> yeah, sprinkled sugar. A little sugar on my shit. <laughs> you guys like al- You guys ever had almond milk? I've had it, yes. Good. It is good. How do you milk an almond? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, so moving on with the, the news. Sorry, that was yeah. tangential. But that, it, it, Ain't no thing. I hear it on the on your podcast, and it just pisses me off every time I do. I don't because Not from you guys, but the people that talk about it yeah. improperly. Okay. <laughs> uh, Eric, why don't you go ahead with the news, okay. your news articles? No, just one. Okay. Um, this is from Kotaku by Jason Schreier. Uh, it's titled Five Reasons a World Without Used Games Might Not Be So Bad. That was mine, too. So I had a feeling it might We're going to have a short <laughs> news segment. <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling somebody else probably picked this one. Um, you want to just rotate? No, go ahead. Okay. I'll let you take it. Take Number it, one, it everything's going digital anyway. So, I mean, basically he's saying everything's going to be digital anyway, so who cares if there's no used games? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I disagree. What? Why? I love used games. That's how I play all my games. Yeah, but if they go digital, then it's also how he got all your underwear. Wait, what's what's he saying? I don't understand. Like because because it's happening anyway. Why fight it? 
No, I mean, he points out, like, for PS Vita, for every hard disk that there is, you can get a cheaper download. Right. Um, it, it just would make it's games just, cheaper in right, general. Yeah. I it's, think it's, it's basically the whole article. Yeah, I think especially for handhelds, it's got to be nice not to have to freaking carry a bunch of discs around, you know, if you're just going to throw it in your pocket, mm-hmm. um, like the PS Vita. I mean, that'd be great not to have to carry around a disc. Yeah. That being coming from someone who likes having a hard copy Same of things, here. too. I mean, he says digital games are cheaper for publishers to release and more convenient for gamers to buy. Yeah, yeah be- but because it's cheaper for publishers to release, I don't think that necessarily means they'll lower the price. If anything, they'll just be happy to make bigger profits. Well, he's, there's some other good points in here. Um, retailers <coughs> will have to offer better deals, he claims, because right now they, he says they can get away with you like trading something in for 10 bucks and then putting like a $50 ticket on it, Yeah, um, where they won't be able to do that anymore. So it may cause them, with the money they're gaining from that, they're not going to have that anymore, so maybe right. there'll be more deals for games. Right? Maybe they'll go down in price a little bit faster. You know? Uh, uh, do you do you think that uh, if they do that, that there could be the option of say uh, being able to buy the hard copy? You know, the the retail is uh, say the digital download or whatever, but you can pay a little extra for that for a disc <laughs> for a disc on your shelf, kind of like having a collection of books so you can show all your friends how smart you are. <laughs> yes. You just get a holographic image of your purchase. There you go. Ah, to put on your hollow library. A, st- a sticker to put on your wall. Because, like we all said, badge. Like we yeah, talked about earlier, like getting an Omni tool is pretty much how we're going to be playing games. A mm-hmm. badge for your Facebook wall. If it was an Omni tool, I'd be okay with it. Now we're yeah, talking. Yeah, there you go. No, I don't. I have think Facebook. you came up with the million dollar de- idea. Yeah, I know. I don't got have... all these ideas just swimming around up here. <laughs> I don't have a Facebook. I don't like well, that. Cora, when you get to the big city, I'm sure somebody will. <laughs> I hope so. somebody will discover me. <laughs> yeah, he'll be discovered. <laughs> um, another one, he says, the future could look a lot like Steam. And I'm going to read the first article, or the first paragraph. Imagine a world where you can buy console games in cheap giant batches where indie gems are just as easy to snag as top-tier multi-million dollar titles. You wouldn't have to worry about losing any of your games. They'd all be stored in one central location. You could see what your friends are playing, send new games as gifts at your discretion, and you could even find and make your own mods. What if we determined it, the internet actually was causing cancer and we didn't have the internet anymore? We would have to go back to games, so something like that would be null and void, right? Yes, yeah, that would null and void a, void a lot of things. Yeah, okay. everything causes cancer. No, I've, I've bought a lot of uh, game packs, though. That's what he's talking about, right? Like packaging yeah, games yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've bought uh, like bundles. The, the, yeah, like the 2K games pack. I got so many, like the Civ games and Bioshock came with that and just like all the XCOM games came with that. Yeah, oh, I love those. But... See, I still have a big problem. I mean, unless you can put it on something that's hardware uh, that you have, mm-hmm. I have a problem with something like Steam. Steam having that control, like you, because ha- isn't I think was Civ Five that you actually have to be online all time to play. The new Sims is going to be like that. Um, it's like yeah, SimCity like is going to so, be like that too. SimCity. Yeah, so you're right. you can't afford any internet, therefore you can't own games anymore. Yeah. What, what the shit? Yeah, I don't like that. Basically Always connected BS too. Yeah. And my freaking Mass Effect. Every time my internet cuts out on my Xbox because wireless and my wireless router is not in a good spot. Every time I get kicked off the internet, it the game freezes. Yeah, and I and, and like really like it's just going to connect in in a minute anyway. Why does it have to freeze every time my internet? Right. And I don't like the idea wonky. that one guy could have possible control over it. What if someone decides to walk up to the the server that all this information is stored on and flicks the switch or <laughs> yeah. unplugs it? They have backup servers. Allegedly. 
<laughs> and the, the last one, he says, uh, publishers might take more risks because if it's cheaper them for them to make games because they're not shipping out all the hard copies, mm-hmm. maybe they'll take more risks. Yeah. That's a good thing, for sure. Yeah. More independent games yeah. getting out there. Get some fresh. <laughs> they won't have to put all of their eggs in the annual first-person shooter basket. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, those are all good points, but I feel like that's like a best-case scenario. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm an avid defender of used games, but I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a used game. Same here. I really, I really have no idea. It's It's been years. Same here. Um. I wouldn't say that... I would rather buy a new, like, a. Uh, I would rather wait and buy a newer copy on Amazon, you know, for, for cheap than mm-hmm. than get it used. Because, you know, at least you know you're getting a new copy of the game that's going to work. And Yeah. I'm um, that being said, that. I like to borrow games from friends, you know, and family. I still have Will's copy of Rage. I mean, give that back to you. Um, so, so, you know, if everything's digital, you wouldn't be able to do that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not necessarily... I wouldn't have bought rage for full price you know i buy it now for cheap but well you know. part of the issue is we're basically adults i mean when we were younger we a lot of times the only way we played games was by trading them yeah i mean well friends up until this past year you just traded games between friends all the time right much, yeah yeah and i feel like i mean I, I feel like they'd get away with something like that because gamers are so much older but at the same time like there's all these kids who there's younger gamers yeah but do you also think there's a cultural problem where uh, kids are getting pretty much everything they want now, that that type of scarcity is not a problem? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't really speak to that. I do think kids get pretty much everything they want. But also, here part. I am being the non-testing psychologist, but it's like I'm a, uh, I don't know. Go uh, ahead, Dr. Phil. Uh, well, <laughs> well, you see here. No, I I don't know. I just I just think that there might be something to look into for that. That you know, if there's a correlation between um, accessibility and the demise of physical media. physical media, physical media, yeah. I mean, even if they did, I think they could like do something where the publishers, when you bought a game, you got your code, and then you got like a a friend code, like two friend codes. To hand out to a couple mm. friends that could, you know, play it. Just something little, like throw a bone. Branch. Throw, yeah, throw a bone to all the people that desperately need. Well, people, know. people can't that can't afford exactly. to buy new games because that's almost like word of mouth advertising. Yeah, and that wouldn't hurt very much. Or like, I don't know. Or this companies like CD CD Projekt Red, and I think Ubisoft Ubisoft now is not putting any DRM on their games. Yeah. So I mean, if you want to let a friend borrow, you can. I, I think that's a good move. I think that's going to create a lot of goodwill with the consumer. I think a lot of a lot of it's going to change anyway because just the way like the success of uh, episodic gameplay, yeah. like on your mobile phones and free to play games. I mean, it's. I think it's. it's that's how it's going to go. It's going to. You're going to be. You're going to buy a shell of a game for uh, super cheap, and then pay for what more you want. I hate that. I, yeah, I think it's going to be like the housing bubble. Yeah, it's going to go. The, the mobile games market and all that stuff? Uh, well, I think there's going to be a point where uh, kind of like the... It's, it's you know not... how retro becomes cool after a while? Yeah. I think that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of... Because uh, I, I, I was reading an article where uh, a lot of the uh, old, like, the programmers of Pac-Man and all those old arcade games are getting together again and coming up with some uh, new programming for the, you know, the, the iPhones and stuff like that. Um 
but I think that they're like this kind of retro thing is going to happen. But I, see, there, I feel like there's got to be a point where everything's just going to crumble with this know. this digital online thing. I, I don't know how it could really. I mean, that's the direction everything everything is going. Right, but I'm just not just games. I don't know. It's it's just I guess it's because am I getting old? Yes. <laughs> okay. We are getting it's, old. It's got it's got it's, 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 it's crotchety. It's kind of, well. It's just like a I'm afraid of the future. Uh, a little bit. I don't know. I, I I guess it's because I like the the hard media, and I don't sure. like the fact that you have to be online nonstop to be able to play a game. Sure. And, uh, it's. I mean, they're slowly owning us too. Look at all mm-hmm. the games we have on our iPhones. Like the only way we can play those is by having an iPhone. I don't have an iPhone. Yeah, well, I you know what I mean. That I and and well, even l- look at PSN. Like all the games I've bought on PSN, I'm gonna have to be on PSN if I ever want to play them again. And yeah, with Xbox get, Live. Like what are you Xbox gonna do with games. your next console? You can't transfer it into the next PlayStation, probably. Right. Well, you pr- just log in with your PSN account, and I'm assuming you'll be able to download them again well, if you no can't. Ba- no backwards well, compatibility. No, no, no. Your PSN games. Oh, I know, but the PSN the, games are totally different. I know. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, how do you feel about like maybe a PS3 game that you really love that you can't play anymore if you well, oh yeah your console? PS3, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another issue. It's just it's, I'm just talking about like games um, downloaded digitally. Yeah. Um, you know, on a future console. Well, you, I hope you can have access to those. We yeah. don't. We don't know if they would. If they didn't do that, that would be awful. Like you drop your iPhone in the toilet and you lose all those apps. Yeah. It's like, are you serious? I don't more, think more. But I know. Uh, say for instance, the the. Digitally downloaded, well, the downloadable content for uh, 360. When I cleared my hard drive like a buffoon, um, <laughs> I, but there's games that you want to clear space for and yeah. everything. But you know, you bought all that DLC. I think you can actually redeem that going yeah. online and everything. So there's that. Po- I mean, I guess like Jeff Goldblum said, life always finds a way. <laughs> But you know what I mean, like that. Like no, I t- don't at all. No, but but you know, but but you're saying like well, basically what it is is like um, we were talking about how the evolution of gaming and the how being able to trade between people. Like you came up with an idea mm-hmm. about how you could still trade. Yeah, it's that possibility of that happening. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah. There's something some, like we're like, oh, how would they be able to reconcile this later on? Sure enough, somebody comes along and says, oh, this is how we could do mm-hmm. it. So I guess I, I, I was kind of had an initial, like, it'll knee-jerk work, reaction. It, it'll work itself it's out. It's kind of works. It work, it'll work itself out. Because I'm sure everybody felt the same way. It's like, well, if they these CDs that they came out with now, they're really flimsy, you know? How are we going to be able to, you know, I don't want to break those. You yeah. know? Like, <laughs> I, I know how that's my point. I mean, you know, everybody was kind of like, oh, I don't want to switch from VHS to this DVD format, you know? So I guess... I'm a little more comfortable with the idea. Mm-hmm. Thirty seconds later, mm-hmm. let's okay. see how it feels a minute later. <laughs> oh, you're not going to need. I'll need another. The brilliantest idea. Yeah, <laughs> but but you see what I mean. It's just sure. yeah. There there someone will come up with something that will make us all feel a lot better about it. I guess, or we'll be like our parents. Well, how our parents feel. I mean, I know my dad is always like actively reject everything. Well, oh my, they're just like, oh, I don't know about these computers. I'm going to still use my Rolodex. <laughs> Which is, I'm not joking, my dad still does use the Rolodex at work. Nice. So. Okay. Next, please. Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> well, Will and I shared an article. Will, you want to spearhead this one? Do you want me to? Yeah, I don't want to. All right, um... <laughs> uh, you know what, I'll just take it. <laughs> <laughs> one second, getting it up on my phone. Well, I'll call it. Did you read it on Gamasutra? Nope. Okay, well, I read it on Gamasutra. 
Um, I read my on Kotaku. It's uh, one indie developer walked away from Ziga's 210 million acquisition of OMG Pop. Um, basically, one of the person who makes the games, what's his name, Shea Pierce, uh, turned his back on being able to keep his job with Zynga, uh, making games and stuff like that, for many reasons. One of it was the bad business practices from Zynga. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentioned many things why he's against that, and also he made a game called Connector Rod, or Connect Rod, that was released under OMG Pop. But he made it independently, and he was afraid that Zynga was going to change it. Mm-hmm. And you know how the they worse probably. You know how like on Words with Friends and like hanging with friends, they have like all the stupid ads and like uh, clutters all the inventory with all the apps that you already own from them and stuff like that, saying mm-hmm. "Hey, get this," that type of stuff. But yeah. he uh, walked away for the bad business practices. He has a quote in here. I gotta find it. Um. Okay, it's not easy to pass up a lucrative salary and solid benefits, of course, but I realized that ultimately I was letting myself be guided by a simple inertia. I was part of a herd, and that herd was all going one direction and doing so with great urgency. I would really only be doing it for the sake of going with the flow and responding to pressure to either to conform to or to cooperate with expectations or be left behind. Uh, Pierce lays out exactly what it is about Zynga's practices that he disagrees with, saying that organizations like Farmville, Company Views, players as weak-minded cash cows, and developers are re- as replaceable tools. Hmm. Yeah, I actually, I read the, um, this guy actually published something on Gama Sutra, this guy that we're talking about, and he titled it, Turning Down Zynga, Why I Left After the $210 million o- OMG Pop Buy. So what happened was all the news outlets reported that um, Zynga just bought all the developers along with, oh my god, Pop, and that wasn't the case. This one guy's like, no, you're not getting me because he came. He made that. I think it's Connect Road. I don't really know. Connect Road. You could be right. Um, yeah, it's a game he developed, and he was trying to get clarification from Zynga that that game was safe, and he would you know retain all the rights to it, and they just wouldn't give it to him. Right. He had a, an addendum to the contract and stuff that he was going to sign, and Zynga just wouldn't honor it. They're like, no, we're not going to we're not going to sign that. And he's he he clarified. He said, you know, they didn't say they were going to take it over or change it or anything, but they also wouldn't say that they weren't going. That they to. weren't going to. Yeah. And he's like. This is my baby. This is my baby. He said he didn't work on Draw Something at all. He had nothing to do with it. He just happened to be a developer at the company. But he's like, this game is my baby. Like, would you sign your life away, basically? Um, And potentially this child, as he put it, he's obviously in love with this game. Um, Would you you sign a contract that, you know, didn't say it was going to take it from you, but didn't say it wasn't going to take it from you? Well, I mean, that's how I would feel about this podcast, you know? Exactly. I wouldn't. If you want corporate? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, we have, I think, a little bit of integrity at least, you know, and I wouldn't want to give that up for, Sure. well, maybe I would. And he, I mean, he says, <laughs> I'm, just he, I'm Will, just kidding. Will pointed out some of the quotes about, you know, Zynga being evil and stuff, and I was actually going to read a few of them. Um, he says, when an entity exists in an ecosystem and acts within that ecosystem in a way that is short-sighted, behaving in a way that is actively destructive to the healthy functioning of that ecosystem and the other entities in it, including in the long term themselves. Yes, I believe that is evil, and I believe that Zynga does exactly that. A good company is one which provides goods or services of real value in exchange for a fair price. A good game company recognizes 
that its developers are the ones who create that value and treats them as valuable, especially if they are good at what they do. It follows practices that are sustainable, and it ensures that at the end of the day, the world is a little better for having their goods and services. And he says Zynga does not do that. Huh. And Will read the one about um, uh, Zynga viewing its, its, its players as weak-minded cash cows. Yeah. Um, that's not a way to view your customers. No, it's really not. And, I mean, we've talked about all the games they've blatantly ripped from other companies that, yeah. you know, created them. And they attach a new name to it. And we have the Zynga pitch joke that we do. Yeah. I mean, That should almost insane. be a, a segment where you go, the Zynga pitch of the week. Right. <laughs> we've molded it. We've molded it over. Yeah, we've talked about it. Um, but, no, like, it, it's just it's refreshing to see that and. It's it's kind of sad because I'm sure he did turn down a very lucrative salary, salary, and right now he's starting his own business for his Connect Road game, you know, his own development company mm-hmm. or whatever, and he's not going to see anyone. I, I imagine he's not going to become very popular because of this either. Why? I don't think I don't think it's going to get the exposure that. I mean, I guess it's on Kotaku and stuff, but yeah. I think yeah, I think he's gonna do fine. I think I think people who don't like Zynga are gonna follow this guy's. But career. are there enough of those people that it would be like? Probably. I mean, I, you think I, I, I feel like the most... av- the average Person. iPhone gamer who plays these games has like a hatred for Zynga. No, I don't think so. No, but, other but, bro but, dudes. but but gamers like myself, I I don't like Zynga. I don't like what they're doing. I think they're bad for the bad for the company. Bad for for gaming business i think because because their business model is what's becoming popular now i think they're the ones that are 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 doing the shell of the game type of thing where you pay for a little little crappy add-ons yeah and because that's doing so well i think other companies are going to try to do that i mm-hmm. think they're the bad guy and i you know i'll follow the guy if if the, if the game he comes out with is supposed to be the remote, remotely good i'll get it you yeah know? I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not I, everybody, but I think there is a certain element of that type of person. I, no, um, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, and I, Kotaku is like that, too. I mean, they're anti-Zynga. Sure. So, I mean, they'll probably keep us posted on the guy anyway. I just think he's he's fighting a losing battle. Do you think? Still worth fighting. Yeah, I, it, totally, and I think it's great that, that, that that's what he did. He'll he never take his freedom, Corey. Honestly, I'd like to think I'd do the same thing. I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> right. I, not in a very good financial situation right now. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, in an ideal situation, I would absolutely do that because I agree with him 100%. Yeah. And I just hope that him doing this has a bigger effect. Than, I hope it works out for him. Yeah. Round of applause for him. I just have one question about the whole draw something thing. Because everybody, because some people play it, do they become really famous artists? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they get their pictures posted on IG. Oh, okay, yeah, because uh, because <laughs> people Facebook. play video games, they do something really extreme and and great, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, you remember that time I sent you the picture of the guy shooting up a building, and you went out and just went crazy on everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it turned a flicked a switch in Chris's yeah, brain. Yeah, something said to Chris, "Oh boy, I'm gonna just go well, out and get wild tonight." I started headbutting headbutting tables. That's the best I could come up with, folks. <laughs> nice. Okay. That it for news? That's it That's for all news, I got. Dan. Okay. Beep, beep, beep. Well, we're going to transition now into what we played this week um, rather than take a take a last break because really, other than Final Fantasy VI, there's only a couple other things that we played, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Angry Birds Space. Um, it obviously came out well at end of last week, middle of last week. Uh, Wednesday? Yeah, Thursday? something like that. Um I got it on our, on the wife's iPad. Well, actually, she technically paid for it, but that boy, I, you know, I or I, did I make her buy it? I don't know. 
Doesn't matter. I, I texted but, her about it. I didn't, I didn't know if she already played yeah, it. Yeah, I think we got it, I don't know, Thursday, maybe, something. And then I advised a few other people to give it a try. Eric was mm-hmm. was one of them. Uh, what would you guys think? I liked it. Yeah. I did, too. I liked uh, it. I liked it better than the original Angry Birds. Same it's here. A little, Same here. It's a little more difficult. Um, it's a little more interesting for nerdy people like me that are into gravity and, and that <laughs> sort of thing because, obviously, gravity is a huge factor even though it's it's in space and obviously there's parts where there's no gravity but there is like you know land masses that do have gravity, gravity. and there's a bubble around that you can see the gravity and some gravity stronger for the bigger bigger masses and smaller for the smaller masses so mm-hmm. I, is I there sound yes hmm. it's got some great sound effects too rewarding yeah sound effects but yeah. is there sound in space no because there's no air particles to vibrate right it's the willing suspension of disbelief, Chris. Yeah. Ah, the rub. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> the rub. But I hate this game, even though I've never played it. Okay. I think that's wrong because it's giving a misrepresentation of space. Oh. Yeah, a little bit. Thank you very much. That's true. <laughs> Stuff does like um, one thing I notice is uh, in space, an object in motion will stay in motion unless acted upon, acted upon by an outside force. Um, there, like, excuse me. If, if <laughs> it does, yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, it, it, there's a few parts where you're, you know, in zero gravity, and stuff does slow down, which it shouldn't, because there's nothing acting upon it to slow it down. Mm. Um, so that was no. a little, I don't know, wrong. I guess. But no, but still, it's interesting to talk about the that that kind of immediate criticism yeah. of a game that I've never played. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really much care for it to be honest with you. I thought yeah. like it was it was presented very nice. It looked nice and yeah. you know felt good and everything. But I, in the in the first one, um, you could you could kind of figure out what was going to happen judging by where you shot. Where in this one, I feel like it's kind of like guessing a little more luck. Yeah, yeah. a little it's bit. It's like all right, I'm not sure what's really going to happen with this gravity and stuff. I'm not sure where this is going to go, so I'm just going to kind of shoot it in here and see what's going to see what's going to happen. Rather than before, you know, you could kind of figure you kind of knew the trajectory before yeah. you even shot it, so you could kind of guess and have a good shot on your first one. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying, but like someone like me, um, knowing the angle that it goes in, how it's going to catapult like around the planet and yeah. catap- like whether or not it's going to catapult itself off. Cause if it spins around fast enough, yeah. it's not going to stay in the field of gravity. It's going to spin out. Mm-hmm. Whereas you shoot it, if you shoot it closer, you know, if you shoot it farther away, it'll slowly go around right. and, and then finally land on the landmass. Or mm-hmm. like I said, if you shoot it more directly in, it'll spin itself out after. So that aspect after- of it made, made up for the, the fact that you didn't yeah, because, really know exactly where it was going. Yeah, uh, cool. That helped me kind of know where it was going, even mm-hmm. if you didn't necessarily. But so, I mean, some of it's like so far off the side of the map that you can't. Yeah, you can't really tell. Yeah. Um, when you're shooting initially, and then once you see where it goes, then you kind of do have to re, you right. know, rethink your strategy a little bit. So I see what you're saying, but that was all. That was the only interesting oh. thing I had to say about it. The only thing I didn't like about it was <laughs> after I beat the first two like levels. You know the first two groups of levels, and then you had to pay ninety nine cents to unlock the other two levels. I didn't really like that. So. After already paying for it, yeah. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, I it was either. it was two ninety nine on the iPad, and then you had to pay ninety nine cents to unlock the what? like second half of the game. That's such bullshit. They don't tell you that when you're buying it. No, they don't. <laughs> so I, I really didn't like, it, especially spending three bucks. Buyer beware, for Corey, the, for the iPad version. Should be. Should have read the comments. Yeah, that was the only thing that bugged me. I, I really like that from them. Though. I really like really like the game though. No, I know. I agree. I mean, they were a company that gave you a ton of free content yep. after buying the first game. Yeah. 
It's surprising. Yep. Is it? Guess not. No. Nope. And we have the Zynga to thank for that. Bazinga. Because, punch because, right because that bit business model is, is working. It's not only working. <laughs> it's fucking I know. It's changing the world. What's that word? Revolution. Stupid. <laughs> no, Nicely know, put, put William. Flourishing. Okay. Um, <laughs> does anyone else have anything to to add about what you played this week? Uh, no. No, Angry, Angry Birds. Bird Space. No. Oh, really. I like okay. if you like Angry Birds, you're probably gonna like it. Yeah, and it's it's free and Android. I feel like I had to pay something for it, actually, Dan. Did you? I, think I, I did. Th- did you got it? On I did get. I, I did, Kindle Fire. Yeah, I got it for the Kindle Fire, and I did get charged something. I can look at my emails real quick if you guys want to keep going. Well, it was sure. only a dollar on the iPhone, right? Well. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think it was ninety nine cents. On the iPad? Uh, the, yeah, yeah, because it's the HD version. Mm. Uh, whatever. You have to pay the extra money for that D. Good God. Yeah. Oh, why? I don't know. I think it was worth two ninety nine. I wish they didn't charge you another ninety nine cents for the rest of the levels, but it would be worth four, three dollars, I think. And do you know all that? Probably all that took to make it HD was like a slider. It's just bigger. Yeah, yeah it's bigger. <laughs> I don't know. I deleted the email apparently. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, is Mass Effect? Did anyone play Mass Effect? Haven't did I? It. I did multiplayer. That's about okay. it. Eric, did you? Pl- you played? I didn't. I only. I didn't play any Mass okay. Effect. I tried to stick to Final Fantasy. Okay. Uh, me and Chris and Will can talk a little Mass Effect. I didn't all. The, I didn't play any uh, multiplayer. I don't think. Maybe maybe briefly. Um, but I start I restarted my Insanity playthrough finally, um, with my. I wanted to just play Final Fantasy VI, but with all the you know controversy and stuff over Mass Effect Three and. Really, with how awesome of a game it was, I couldn't keep myself from playing Mass Effect 3. So I restarted my Insanity playthrough with my Adept, who started at level 57. So it was a lot easier than my level 30-something soldier that I tried to play with. Who Is was, she hot? Yes. Who was relatively worthless. Um, I did the, the downloadable content, finally, uh, from Ashes. Did you get that, Chris? From Ashes for the... Uh... Mass Effect 3. The download oh, content. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, Did you play through it yet? What's what? What was that content about? With the it was the only downloadable content. The the um the squad mate, the Prothean squad mate. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a no. No, I didn't. Oh no, I I uh. You know, I, I got obviously. I, I being the completest that I am, I I downloaded <laughs> everything, but I didn't necessarily play through everything. I um, I'm kind of brokenhearted, but a little excited over the idea. Oh yeah. Oh, um, you didn't know it was about getting a Prothean? No, I'm it's not sure. Really a spoiler. It's not no. really a spoiler because uh, it's number one. It's DLC, so I don't think it's ever really can be considered a spoiler because they tell you what it does. Yeah. Really. So until they put the new ending one out. Oh yeah. Well. We just have to keep sending cupcakes. <laughs> I'm not sending them shit. I'm gonna send them a reward. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I. But to be honest, I, because I, I, even though I haven't beaten it yet, um, there was a few parts in the game already, and I don't, I don't know how far into it I am. I'm, I'm at where you just get the the citadel okay issue. Um, I just at that point and. 
I love it. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, um, it, it really um, in terms of, I mean the set, like you guys talked about the second game was character development, and you're like, oh, where's the main story? But then third game comes along, he's like, here's your main storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I is. think it's excellent. I really did like the 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 content, the expansion mm-hmm. content. Probably not worth 800 points because really, I mean, you get a it, squad mate. Um, but the it. mission itself is relatively short. It took me a little while because I'm playing on the hardest difficulty. So, yeah. it took, so I mean, it takes a little longer to, to do stuff. But, I mean, I like the squad mate so mm. far. I haven't I haven't, re- I haven't used him in battle yet. but He's got some pretty awesome abilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I, oh, such a good game. It's probably going to end up taking over for Final Watch Fantasy your mouth. 6 is my what? favorite, favorite game of all time. Even with the ending? Yeah. I don't get it. It's that, it's I don't that understand good of a game. how you can put your favorite game ever as a game where you didn't like the well, ending. It's because... Man, it's just such an incredible game. So, I don't. I don't get that. I don't know. Dan, honestly, you you watch your mouth when you're talking to me. Yeah, the ending's smarter than I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say without spoiling. It, it is hard to say without spoiling. I wasn't against. I'm not even gonna say it. Well, you're, you you probably okay. I haven't beaten it yet. Right. But I think I know what you're saying. You're saying you're not against what they were trying to do right. necessarily. It was the execution. It was the execution. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they actually, if the if they do provide some some clarification on things, I won't go any further than that. If they provide some clarification on things, I'll be happy with the ending. Alright. Um But yeah, the game is 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 really amazing. And as I said, I have a hard time playing other things because that game was so good that everything else just feels like crap right. compared to it. Did Final Fantasy VI feel like crap? No, not at all. I love Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's a completely different type of game, and I think <laughs> yeah. you are right that that's the only type of game I can play right now. Yeah. Um. So once I'm done with my insanity playthrough, hopefully I can put Mass Effect down and play something else. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Right. Well, um, I th- and it's probably uh, it's kind of like Tiger Woods. T- determining Tiger Woods. determining uh, you can't really evaluate uh, something until uh, until you have had like uh, x amount of time right. away from it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's like you I, can't... I said it's a possibility, yeah. and it's it probably will end up because because it's you know, give it a year. It's master crafted. Um, the game. Yeah, I think it will overtake Final Fantasy VI, but I don't know. But you have I to, don't know yet. Yeah, I think you have to give it. It's like kind of like you can't judge a historical figure until like ten years after right. or whatever a yeah. point of history. Yeah. Well, I think I'm not saying wait ten years to determine your top games, but I'm saying give it a year. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm Res- for for out of respect for Final Fantasy VI, I'm, I'm leaning towards <laughs> it right now because that's what the well. If it's out of respect for Final Fantasy VI, give it like twenty. How old are you? Twenty eight. When did you play that? Mm. What? First? 1994. So I don't know if I got it. The, 18, it, it was probably a year ago. after it came out. Yeah. So give it like something 18 years. 17 years. 17 years. And then we'll revisit the topic. I don't know if I could wait that long. I might be dead by then. Who knows? <laughs> the, we all the alien be. Invasion? Yeah. Alien Invasion. That would be awesome. December 21st, 2012. Zombies. You know, zombies. I always hopefully. say, man, if they're if we're... If, if I'm gonna go, why not go with everybody else with a case of beer out in my front yard? Dude, totally. You know? Playing Final Fantasy VI. No, no, no. Huh. I don't want to be playing. Any. I want to just watch. Yeah. Observe. Yeah. Watch Final Fantasy VI. No, no, watch the world go to shit. Here yeah. it comes. Yeah. yeah. Eating a steak. Yeah. With a PBR next oh, to you. Yeah. I finished my pudding. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do that. He did the boy. Uh, Will, uh, how? What'd you do on multiplayer? I just did a couple. Uh, playthrough or battles with and friends like, or no? Nah, and? random. Still like that? Yeah, I, I like the game I a lot. Get into it without my friends. 
I'm I'm lagging really bad every time I yeah, play this. Yeah, oh, the connectivity's awful on mm, that game. I don't know what's going on. If it's my internet connection or if it's just it's your know, internet connection. Wire like I've been having issues with it too. Yeah, I'm so on wireless. Game, I haven't I had sh- a single problem. I shouldn't be having any issues. Interference might be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. I didn't have a problem when I played. I was mm-hmm. I was wireless as well. Mm. What the heck? Could be the times you guys time. Are yeah, you might be at peak. Time. I haven't had I any problems playing with at like that. eleven o'clock at night. I probably well, that's probably that's, that's peak my, West Coast time. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yep, you gotta I, I you gotta think like fourth dimensionally. But well, come on, I never <laughs> had issues at that time. Yeah. No, I know. That excuse is, is bullshit. That, yeah, the agree. only time I had lag was when I played with you guys that one time when we were having a lot oh, of trouble with that. Brutal, Maybe it's it? your systems. I don't think so. Don't Maybe it's just too friggin' popular. Everybody's playing it. Servers are overloaded. Maybe. I don't know. It's really frustrating. Because mm-hmm. I want to be able to shoot somebody and not have them lag off the screen and right? just kill me every time. Next thing you know, there's two guys behind you. Yeah, you get a brute <laughs> you get coming a banshee down your... coming up your I would, ass. <laughs> I would really like a, a, a warning. I would have really liked a warning about, hey, uh, you might want to you know, tamp down your your difficulty level going into multiplayer. Because I went played my first game, and like I told you, the... the the first game I ever played, right after that, that was over, they kicked me from it. Nice, because I died a lot. <laughs> I didn't. I really didn't do a lot to support them. Well, your first characters, it takes a while to build them up because yeah. they stink at first. They didn't. They didn't say anything. They're like, "Hey, uh, just out of word of the wise." Yeah, that would have been a nice little piece of information. I was, I was like, man, those nerds just booted me from the game. How am I supposed to get galactically ready? I don't know. You, you can do one by yourself, right? Can't you yeah. just start it up? I did try. I got to the third mission before I got the one where you have to decode the fourth. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's got to be impossible. It, yeah, because you don't have anyone to cover you. Yeah. So it, it is impossible. I can't. Oh, that's right. You said that, and then I said that's the saddest thing ever. Yeah. That's an infiltrator. But, it, but you didn't know it was just an experiment. Yeah, I, I, you're right. Which uh, is what I am. That's what, the, that's what a lot of the – I think that's kind of cool about the multiplayer. There's uh, the class specific, specificity – Right, uh, that you know, I go invisible. Yeah, whatever. Um, so, you. so when you're decoding, you, they can't see you. Yeah, but would that last the entire time you were? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have it fully upgraded. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as long as you get it to fully upgraded. I don't even. When you can like choose between like duration or something else, mm-hmm. I always just choose duration. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll last the full time. Huh. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. No, it's it's a pretty ni- it's a pretty nice ability. But and that's then I would like. just save that character for when no one's playing the, mul- the multiplayer anymore. Yep, exactly. There you go. That's a good idea. You can, oh, so you can make multiple characters. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've already. If you only promoted, get to level twenty. I've already promoted one guy then, into the main game. Until you promote him, then it goes up ten levels, and yeah. you can raise him to thirty. Oh. What? Oh really? What? I think so. I saw a level sixty quarry engineer. What is happening? I was like, whoa. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. What is it? Oh, Corey, I do have uh, a card for some two days of online play. Nice. That's uh, what I did. That I can give to you. No, that's all right. I'll never play it again. Do you want me to shave your eyebrows for saying that? <laughs> Thank you, though. I appreciate it. If I collect enough of those, I can play for a long time. All right. Did anyone else play anything? <laughs> I played Rocksmith. Play that pretty. I mean, I, I've tamp- you know, I, I played it a couple times this past week, but. Mm-hmm. I agree with Corey. It's a great tool to learn how to play guitar, and now that I've used that to learn songs, I don't think I can really ever go back because stuff that I think would have taken me a half hour before 
to learn like a riff took me like five ten minutes yeah i'm like wait a minute what is happening right now i don't know it's it's a it's a a great game i I think if anybody's really interested in learning to play guitar um it takes a lot of the uh arduousness out of some of the drills that you should be doing to to improve your uh mobility up and down a uh, fretboard guitar fretboard and yeah right on yeah and, and you know eric i know you're you've been known to pick mm-hmm, a chord or I two suck at guitar i always did but you anybody can play power chords yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can't seriously yeah. green day got famous off of power chords yeah but, i, can, I chords. can't play but, power but, chords. But, I, but i'm saying you, yeah, you, know, you, you you've but you know you've uh You've, you've, I you've, would you've argue put, that Corey is a far better you've been known to, than You've me. been known to finger a fret. You've been known to finger a fret. I usually use three fingers, though. <laughs> yeah. Like Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. But, but what I'm saying is that if you wanted, say, to take yourself over that hump, this might be the way to do it. Unfortunately, I don't want to. I don't Although, me. there's been talk of joining a band, and I'm going to play bass if I do. Oh. That's much easier. Do you think that's like the downloadable <laughs> content? Base version? No, but I did say. Did I say it on the podcast that they're coming out with a version of that with a microphone? To, yeah, you like, did. Yeah, so you can really sing and really well, play the, guitar. That's the band I'm joining. Oh, nice. The Rocksmith band with you. Oh, oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Our uh, acoustic mathcore band. Yeah, mathcore. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I did have a pretty brutal game of FIFA that I wanted to vent. Oh, that's oh. right. Vent away, brother. I was in the cup. Well, like I told you, what, whichever uh, division you're in, there's a special cup for that division throughout. The, I don't know what the period of time is, but every now and again, the cup window opens, they call it. There's like 10 days where you can go try and win the cup tournament. I think you have to win four or five games in a row. So I got the I got the first win. I was in the second round, and I was up 3-1. And he tied me really late to take it into to overtime. <coughs> and neither of us scored. And fucking goes to penalty kicks. He saved two of my penalty kicks. I saved one of his, and he missed one. But he fucking scored on the last one and beat me. And I was devastated. Mm -hmm. Literally, just sitting in my chair, just like... What's it all? What What does it mean? Why why bother living now? I I lost again. I I have never felt so devastated playing a video game. Aren't penalty kicks too like fifty fifty? Could go either way. <laughs> fucking easy. Really? Yeah. To save? No. To, to get quick and hard to save, which uh, is which was like when he missed one without me saving it, I was like, game over. I won. I've won, and he oh, fucking saved no. two of mine. Such a tease. Oh God! Was I I texted <laughs> Jeff and I I told him what happened, and all I wrote was devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, I know we're. All not soccer fans here, but we can appreciate yeah. a devastating sports. Let me game tell you, moment. it was the worst of my life, and it's kind of like I don't ever want to feel that way again. It's kind of like posting in a hockey game on like the final uh, shootout. <laughs> you're, you, that it's the one that would. It's like losing a shootout. It just yeah. feels so cheap. Yeah, I hate it's that. So cheap, especially in a video game. Like I could see real life soccer. It could go on forever, but like, God what if they it. just ended the game in a tie, but they yeah. auto, auto just started you out in another game against that person? That'd be great. Oh, I think that would be awesome. That's perfect. But you'd have to have a shit ton of time. No, games are f- quick. Really? Fifteen minutes tops. I don't know. I'll have to say the the one time I played a FIFA game and it was at your house while we were refugees. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was uh, fun. I did. I did like. I did enjoy myself. Soccer games. Are, even when I didn't watch soccer, I loved soccer games. Right. 
It's just I, I I'm sure I'd enjoy it too, but it's just the barrier to entry at this point. Oh yeah, tough. You couldn't play on online for a while. Exactly. That's the thing. That's why I don't like playing Halo online anymore. I just get my yeah. shit rocked. Oh, yeah. uh, they'll just be baiting me. Dude, baiting me. Tough. So I'm so proud of Bill and Jeff for making it to Division One. Division One. Yeah. CT United representing. That's why alcohol and video games go so well together. <laughs> yeah, because then you don't care as much. Yeah, you yeah. don't care. But then people are, you know, they, if you're on their team in Halo and you're just doing nothing, mm. you're all like you're following each other because you don't know what else to do. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you're all swarming to the pocket. Yeah, and nobody's <laughs> playing a position. Oh my god, <laughs> been there. That's the best. Oh, yeah. I think it's usually us playing. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there together. Yeah, except for Will. Someday I'm back playing zone. I was gonna say, it was, I looked at Will and I, I was like, "Why are you wearing headphones for recording right now?" <laughs> but we always wear headphones. <laughs> I was gonna say what? Well, how this is another. I mean, I, I feel like I'm the kiss of death for time. Why? Because isn't this like three hours? Yeah, we're usually around three hours. Oh, really? Between two and three. Oh, anywhere. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. We're just draw right. Oh, okay, good. Because I feel like, uh, uh, like the after the Star Wars. Galaxies. Well, we were supposed to go long on that one. Yeah, yeah that was, that was long. a marathon. <coughs> Episode. What number? I don't remember. For those that haven't. I'd say, I'd say 23. Was it that it was in the, I think it was in the 20s. Wow. Yeah. 25-ish? Yeah, it was in wow. the 20s. I don't remember which one, but it was in the 20s. What's the 20, for what? It's been a while since. since Star Wars Galaxy yeah. episode. Yeah. I want to I wanna when, say 21. When did Old Republic come out? Mm. I want to say 21. I thought it was like 18 or something. No. I'll call it up. Yeah. Ooh! Even, nonetheless, we're coming up on our over the hill episode. We are. Corey, did you play anything this week? No. Oh. No, I have a ton of stuff lined up to play. Okay. I'm kind of excited about. It. I was looking up a bunch of uh, tactical role playing games, mm-hmm. um, and there's a few on PSN oh. that I'm going to play. That so. reminds me. I wanted to ask if any of our listeners have a 3DS if they've played the new Kid Icarus game, because I'm really tempted to buy a 3DS just for that. Oh, it's out. Yeah, it came I, out I, oh, like this cool. week, I think. It's getting really good reviews, and it has an 84 on Metacritic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Episode 21 was Star Wars Galaxies. Uh, well, well, we're talking about game. Uh, I was going to get PGA, but I see it's getting some pretty bad reviews. Only because people say it's too hard. Oh, really? I was reading it while we were recording. Oh, okay. Yeah, everybody's just like, oh, it's, like... it's way too hard. Yeah. And they don't like the connect, which you don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it. You are? Yeah. Maybe I'll just wait till you get it and try it. (laughs) So you mean it's like real golf and I'd be really bad at it and I'd be pissed off? Yeah, it is. Did you play the demo? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can do that. Demo's good. It is hard. Do you you really get the feeling of going out on the course and whacking the ball around? It's the most realistic game I've ever played for golf. That's what I'm looking for. It's hard. I was going to ask you, though, uh, are you interested in Armored Core 5 at all? Just came out? I've never played it. I've never played any of the Armored Core games. I don't know anything about it. Wait, is it, is it a $60 game? Yeah, it's a full... full. Why are you asking game. me if I want to buy it with you? Well, yeah, because it's got like a cool multiplayer aspect. Is there a demo? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna go out and buy it. But I'd like. I'm, I'm you, you want me it. to go buy it? And, well, I was gauging. <laughs> I was gauging your interest as well. I don't because I wouldn't get it unless somebody else. Yeah, did. I don't know anything about it. I'll look into it. All right. Look in the red box. Yeah. Probably not in the red box, but I'll look. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be sweet if it was. I guess the single player though is really monotonous and boring. Okay. But the multiplayer mm. makes it worth it. I think, so. I think the next game I'm going to get is The Witcher 2 for Xbox. Yeah. That's coming out soon, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mid- middle of April. Xenoblade uh, Chronicles, I think, is coming out in the beginning of April. Oh, or yeah, the last Wii. the last story for Wii. For One Wii? of those. Yeah. I'm going to get both of them, probably. I think yeah. Xenoblade's the yeah. one that's in April. Xenoblade? Yeah. yeah. 
I'll, I'll be getting that. I'm, I'm going to get uh, Tiger Woods probably, most likely. Sweet. You know, cool. b- being a, a, a listener and, you know, guest host, I was also kind of, I was just kind of brainstorming here. I always wanted to hear from you guys if you guys had, like, could come up with a game of the month. You know what I mean? Like, recommend a game each month? Or, like, or like what you consider, like, the like the, the best game of that the month. Best release that month? Like, well, not necessarily a re- release, but, like, you guys, you, you talk about the game. The that, game we track for the month. Right, or something like that. The one that you seem to talk about the most, and you're like, ah, oh, this is the game of the month. And, right, like Amalur was in January. Right. And... I think if there is one, yeah. 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 But, like, not times one, are getting true. thin here. Yeah, cause, yeah, because over the summer, like nothing comes out. But in the fall, right, there would be probably be too many. Well, yeah, but, we'll probably pick one. But you see what I'm Chris? I'm considering getting Kid Icarus right uh, now. Yeah, well, that's why. But I'm just like, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, a new release. It could be something that you know you're like, you know what? I'm playing a lot. We're playing a lot right now. Yeah. Is Final Fantasy VI? That'd yeah. be the game of the uh, year every okay, year. But, but you see what I mean? Like yeah. I thought that would be kind of. I don't know. I, I was just kind of. I was sitting. I said. This look, m- this month, the focus would be on Mass Effect right. 3. Uh, Chris, yeah, we obviously. have various channels to leave us feedback. So <laughs> We do. Yo, submit that shit through the proper channels. <laughs> we always appreciate it. Well, yeah. I, do, well, I, I don't know. I just always was uh, I was usually sitting, listening to it at work on a Saturday. And I'm like, God, I wonder what they would have as their game of the month. Yeah. No, I, the, yeah, because it always it seems always like just there's like a gun. game that we are, like, yeah, talk focus about a lot just on. about every week for a month. Yeah. So maybe your, if, if any of your lis- listeners would have any feedback on that, that'd be kind of cool. Travis, that means you. <laughs> Travis, is, Travis has been carrying feedback for the past. Hey, hey, Dave, don't months. be a stranger. I'm worried about you, Dave. I haven't heard from you in weeks. And, and don't you guys have a sister that hasn't commented on anything really? Who? She leaves some feedback. Oh, there was the debate. Yeah, that was good. The that Canadia. Good. If you haven't read the Canadia thread on our, our most important our thread. Facebook. Yeah. I was gonna my news, signature thread. My news article I was gonna bring in was a Canadian written article about how well Canada is doing making video games. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because it's like, honestly, behind like Japan and the USA, we're probably third. And it's like, <laughs> probably third. It's like they're patting themselves. And so is the anybody that's trying for being third. I'm like, well, you know, we 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 come in after the other guys, but <laughs> yeah, it's just funny because we're up there, uh, North Tonawanda there. Yeah, but I'm taking the. It's ice weird every- because, like, as Americans, we're used to not being proud of it unless it's number one. You know, yeah. right? <laughs> and they're like, like, they're like rah rah for being number three. <laughs> yeah, you know, they got us in hockey though, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. Boy, Damn. do they know their they puck. Do. Which another uh, John? Do you guys follow John Bucci Gross on ESPN at all? No. He's on Twitter? Like their hockey guy. Yeah, I think he's on Twitter. I don't follow him on Twitter. I, just <laughs> I mean, I see him on his ESPN articles. You know, every five weeks or so when they talk about hockey, I see it. He had a, a good defense for fighting in the NHL. What did he say? Very well. Uh, I can't, he said a few different things, but one of them was that uh, fighting in hockey is like the romantic image of the Canadian farm boy growing up and finding success in the NHL and, you know, that that farm boy strength manifesting itself. Yeah. You know, it's just stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. But it couldn't also be about punching that guy in the face, eh? That's exactly what it's about. Okay. All right. That everything? Mm-hmm. Anybody have anything totally tangential that they just want to talk about? I want to do this. No. No, no not feeling not it. Tonight. Damn it. I'm, I'm too tired at this point. Yeah, I Shit. still have to finish an essay, I and we, I have I 45 have minutes to, to do it. At, so. at least a little liquor in us to do that. Oh, yeah. And you don't have Tyler here to just 
you know bring what everything up, down. You know much. what we should do is we should Skype you in for a uh, Mad Libs. A Mad Lib. Yeah. Sometime. Uh, <laughs> I'm always. I, 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 I'm gonna uh, submit a resume to get the what the hell is Chris talking about segment on Skype. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Another round of what the hell is Chris talking about? <laughs> kind of like Corey, like these past couple times on the episodes, like <laughs> like the Jeff Goldberg. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't make that connection <laughs> because I'm offbeat and sometimes off-putting. That's all right. It's good to change it up every now and then. Oh, yeah, you need, you need that guy. All right, that everything? Yeah. All right, Thanks so, for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll have you on again. Oh, good. At some point. Next week? No, nah, probably not next week. We well, well, I guess we have to <laughs> what determine. What about the after? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we have to determine what we're talking about next week before we, before we decide who we're going to have on. Right. But who knows. So, yeah, that'll do it for the last episode of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm the guest host, Chris. I'm Eric. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.